0: This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Alright, this is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One
1: Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it
2: counts to me Goodbye and good night, Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio I'm James Boyd here with me, I'm Rich Lotto What's going on man?
0: Not much, man. Just, um, you know, ready for uh, another great show here on uh, One Nation Radio, and to show unity, uh, we brought a white man on during Black History Month. Uh, so,
3: oh my god, holy shit! I mean, I am half—I'm half Hispanic, but okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, the 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 voice may sound familiar for those of you guys that listen to Keeping the Strong Style, uh, making his long-awaited One Nation Radio return, the young boy Josh Smith. Josh, what's going on, man?
3: Yes, uh, for those listeners that have been with us for years and years, welcome to Two Nation Radio. <laughs> <laughs>
2: been a minute since i've been on here man i forgot about i forgot about when Josh tried to run me off my own show i forgot about that yeah it's been a long
0: time it's been hey, a long time this very show josh once you know said that uh okada and omega was going to be six stars before it happened
2: yeah i did well josh says a lot incredible of shit, so i don't know if you i don't know if you want to credit him as being uh, you know a, the, the the uh visionary. The visionary that they like that or if you're saying like yeah he got one right what we do on my show is if we say something right, we take victory
3: laps, and then if we say something wrong, we never address it again. Correct.
2: I mean, that's, that's how most people kind proper of handle of thing. Proper way to
0: do it.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
0: well. Man. Nah, um, lots of stuff to talk about.
2: Yes, I guess we have to start <laughs> at the very top, where one of the best wrestlers in the world is on the shelf for about six months. Roma Takahashi tore a it and will be gone for half of a year. Right, That's six, six, nine months. Like they, they're saying they're same. saying at least six. At I least mean, six who six. knows
3: how long? But you know how like New Japan is. I mean, he might get healthy in six months, and then they need to wait for the perfect time to bring right. him back—the right tournament, the right match. It might be a little bit longer than that, even.
2: Yeah, so that sucks. I mean, what what you know as the uh, co-host of Keeping the Strong Style. What are your thoughts on it, uh, Josh?
3: Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I have anything. Uh, revolutionary to say it's probably the same sentiment everybody has it it really sucks uh i feel bad it happened uh it's unfortunate um and you know i hope he gets better uh the the i guess the one um silver lining is it probably opens up a little bit of a vacuum because of how how much of a star Hiromu is in that division probably necessitates them shifting a couple things around and uh, moving some people into you know spots that maybe they weren't gonna get you know, otherwise unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I mean you know, first thing that comes to mind is Desperado. Um given yeah. how he was at the end of the year and um, you know, Ishimori, you know, has talked about Horomu, you know, especially main eventing all those uh, best super junior World Tag League uh shows. Um you can see that like, there are people that obviously have the talent to be at that level, but obviously they're just not that that level of star power. You could, you know, you could see you know power vac- vacuum to step into. They can, um, you know, get themselves in a nice little spot while the top guys going for that division. Um, I guess um, outside of the obvious, like what do you, what do you think Hormuz year was going to look like? You know, we've all you know over the last couple of years or so have talked about the possibility of him. You know, potentially doing the never stuff or whatever else and transitioning and talking about his, you know, his his ability as a, um, at the top of the card. Um, if they were to change some things, like, do you think that's just like solely out the window because they can't depend on him anymore? Or do you think that's like just, well, that's another year delayed of that?
3: Uh it's really tough to say. I mean, first and foremost, I, I'm kind of in the camp where I don't think he ever goes heavyweight. Mm. I, I don't think he has the frame or the aesthetic look for it. And I think that they'd rather kind of market him as as big as the heavyweights, but you know, they're junior star. A la mm. the same thing they did with Lager, a la the same thing they did with Tiger mask Uh and that's not a bad spot to be in. Um as far as his year goes, I really don't know. I mean, I, I thought he was gonna drop the belt to ELP this coming tour anyways and then that was probably going to necessitate some sort of chasing scenario or you know at least keep them busy until you know presumably super juniors is probably around the corner in may it, it, that is if they're sticking to their regular schedule right uh or if they can even get the junior talent to you know to hold one of those i guess but um i don't really know what his year looked like and that's kind of the thing i don't really know what New Japan in 2020, what their year really looks like. Everything's kind of really tour by tour, case by case, uh, because they're still in a state of emergency and they still aren't playing with the full deck.
0: Rich? Rich? Yeah, man. I just hope I, I just hope John Cena can be contacted um, one time. You know, he I believe he beat a torn pec in about three months. So whatever uh, John Cena was taking, we can go ahead and get him on the phone with Haruma Takahashi. There may be some type of language barrier there, but I know Cena speaks Mandarin. So like it, I, I I believe he could be bothered to learn a couple words of Japanese to be able to communicate with Haruma and let him know what he needs to do to you know be right back on top. In, in you know short fashion but um i you know the first thing i thought of was like yo let's you know these these let's get these imports in here to to start buffering the star power you know uh i feel like if you know like all those guys they got on strong right now like they're gonna have to put them on the boat or plane and, and get them to japan eventually and you know i think if you're tony khan it's a great opportunity for you to you know, do another Olive branch for New Japan be like, hey, you know, we're willing to do you a solid like, you know, Rome was gone, like how about, you know, you know, we we let you hold Sammy G, you know, we let you hold Ray Phoenix for best of super juniors or something like that. Just, you know, get get you guys uh going. Like I think that would be an awesome thing to do. But, you know, that's just kind of wishful thinking.
2: I,
3: I think we're both still awestruck that you Compared Mandarin to Japanese, as if it's like translatable.
2: Yeah, I'm like that's nothing. It's nothing in the fucking life. No,
0: (laughs) no, no, no. So, 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 so my mentality (laughs) is: if Cena could be bothered to learn Mandarin, he could also learn Japanese because, like, you know.
3: Okay. See, it sounded like I, it was correlative. I thought you were no, saying, no, like, no. he's already learned he, he's one of them oriental languages,
2: so therefore that shit easily ports over. And I was like, wait, no. what? That is not how that no. works. What
1: the fuck I don't, are you I don't talking think that that's
2: about? how it works. No. Man. No. Alright, just for clarification. Because if I don't ask yeah. these questions, someone is listening to ask these questions. And they're going ask questions about you. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Alright. Okay. Alright. So.
3: Well, on the <laughs> latest, uh, road to show they set up because they were setting up a, uh, a junior title match between LIJ and uh, bull club. And what I thought they were going to do is put the, ta- the junior tag titles on Hiromu and Bushi, and then swap the junior title over to ELP most likely uh, with him being injured. They had to go in a different route. So they announced uh, on the latest tour that it's going to be um, Suzuki goon, Kanemaru and Desperado challenging for the junior title. So that, kind of speaks to the point James had that they're probably going to do Desperado and ELP. <laughs> and I'm guessing Desperado's going to, you know, take the pinfall and you know ELP will be, you know, he's going to get hit him with that loaded boot. Uh and Man, be, be be the new Yeah, he's been kicking the trees in the tundra of the Great White North.
0: Yeah, man. Um yeah, I, I just hope Rome heals uh fast. You know, I know I know he was uh he was drawing some, you know, mixed reviews on his, his like very long main events, but like nah man, like he like he uh, and I'd I like to put it out there, Roman Takahashi is not injury prone. The last time he was injured was like a freak accident on some movie they'd done a million times, and this is just I think plain old bad luck. I would wait before tagging him with that label.
2: The last time he got injured was t- almost three years ago. Yeah. So, if you get uh, injured once every three years, yeah. you are not injury prone.
0: There's uh, there was to another say. injury. Yeah. I was gonna uh, there's bring another that injury out. in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, Tetsuya Naito looks like I, I saw a video where it uh, looks like Yuji Nagata like rolled into his knee and it looked like some old Tom Brady behind the um offensive line, somebody fell into the knee marcus and Pollard. and yeah. rolled rolled <laughs> up on that's 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 what it that's what it looked like
3: yo it that was uh that was really cringe and it's it's kind of interesting because a lot of new Japan fans are i don't I, you know I don't think they all watch every road two show like me and jeremy stupidly do, so i don't and this video hasn't been circulated as much as you think it should be. Uh, It's kind of weird. It's almost like there's like a cover up. But uh, (laughs) seriously, I'll tell
0: you about a cover up.
3: I think it's like the Naito fans are like hoping and praying that he's okay. So they don't want to circulate the video because when you watch the video, it's very
0: clear. (laughs) They don't want to spread propaganda. (laughs) Yeah.
3: It's very clear. This man is out for probably nine months like that. It looks like a classic ACL tear. Like his whole his whole entire fucking knee comes out of the joint. So I think he's not going to be challenging for this IC belt anytime soon.
2: Like his knees, bent, waist plant. Like his weight is planted at least half of his into into both into uh, his right knee, and then just caves in. It's like, oh okay. Like watching us, I'm watching a football to know like what a torn ACL injury. Like I've seen enough of those. Be like. Yeah, uh he may have torn his ACL. Like that was my first thought.
0: Uh, yeah. normally I'm very hard on the LIJ fans on this show and, and the Knights of Stands, but I'm going to leave you guys with some uplifting kind of words here. Here
2: we go. <laughs> um, Is it the same oh shit God. I was talking about on the on the on the
0: thread? Pretty much yeah, oh, okay. we, right, we, we were go. saying the same thing. Here we, we go. We were saying the same thing. So like y'all know, I mean, it ain't no secret, his knees is 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 not in great shape. Right. You yeah. know. Uh, the last couple years, he's slowed down, and then he'll be able to, you know, in a big match, he'll be able to come through pretty much as good as he can, like at the Dome or, um, you know, various other big matches. But, you know, your, your, your average match, like, you know, he slowed a bit. Yeah. However, the, this injury is not the death knell you may think it is. Um, You know, I, I imagine that he's got tons of wear and tear and them actually going in there to fix the ACL, may be able to get some of the blood flowing throughout the rest of the knee and then clean, well, you know, whatever.
2: It, it, it ain't really about getting the blood flowing. It's more about getting some of that debris from, like, <clears throat> meniscus uh, stuff and, and, and yeah. cartilage stuff, you know. He, he get some of that rust and dust out of them knees. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. like, and, and once that's like, you know, cleaned up, he may be able to come back from this injury, uh, with rest, him actually getting off the road and having time to, to recover and then, you know, train. He may, uh, show up in better condition before the injury or after the injury than before the injury.
3: Yeah. Well, we'll see, we'll see what happens. They haven't made anything official yet. So I think they're holding out hope, but it looked bad to me. Um, you know, so hopefully.
2: What, what day did this happen, Josh?
3: You know, I, I don't. I, I actually don't know. I, I'm gonna catch up on everything tomorrow before okay. I record. Keeping a strong okay. style. Okay.
2: All right, because I was like wondering, yeah. like, is I, th- I think it, it was the Monday. 17th. The 17th? I mean, or either
3: that or the 16th. One of those two shows. Okay. They did. So... They did four road two shows back to back. It was absurd.
2: Wow. Jeez. Um. All right. Well, I mean, I, I imagine we'll find out soon. Like the next, you know, within the next week or something like that. They, I mean, jeez, but. Yeah, um, I think we got everything on the New Japan front so far, right? Is there anything else we're missing right now? I mean, nothing worth talking about. I
3: mean, they got the Damn. big castle attack coming up. No, they got castle attack coming up, but I, we this is a busy show. I think we should talk about the other pressing stuff.
2: Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I guess, we, I guess we move on to last night's WWE pay-per-view, Elimination Chamber, a show that based off the gimmick I thought okay, they're fine. They were entertaining matches. Um, as far as some of the stuff, you know, I, the wrestling, you know, WWE main roster pay-per-view, like, sometimes wrestling's really good. A lot of times the wrestling is just flat good and dependable on that particular uh, standpoint, but then, like, the booking or the, the idea for directions where you want to go kind of makes you kind of like, wait, what? Um, you know, really enjoyed the the uh, the opener, I thought it was best match in the card. But um, well, what were your thoughts on it, Josh? Uh,
3: you know, <laughs> because of the stipulation, it's just because the stipulation was that the winner was getting an immediate uh, or you know was going to face Roman Reigns later right. in the evening. Uh, obviously, Re- Reigns not drop the title, so that kind of took a lot of the uh, excitement or even investment out of it for me. But with that being said, I was pretty confident based on. The way that they were talking, what they've been doing on TV, all the promos and the hype that they were gonna do a story where it was gonna be Cesaro, maybe with a bad wheel winning the entire chamber, and that would be like maybe his, you know, a boy for re-signing. Uh, that's mm. what it seemed like to me. And I remember them having that really great SmackDown match, or maybe it was Raw from like a, I don't know 2016, <laughs> and it was like a near four star match. It was really great, and I was like, okay, you know, at least if we get that, it might be okay. But then they went the other way, and they gave us Brian um, winning, which normally, you know, <laughs> I, I would I'd be happy about that. But it was very clear that as soon as Brian won, <laughs> that he was just going to get fed to, uh, you know, to Roman. And we've been waiting all these years trying to get a rematch between these two on the big stage with the big program, and they've never given it to us. And then this was kind of what they, this is what they think of that feud. You know, this is how they they view these two guys. It, it really sucks. <laughs>
2: Rich, what were your thoughts about uh in general last night before we go in depth?
0: Yeah, um some of it was fine, some of it was nonsensical, some of it was like that was that made your baby face look dumb. Um just just a weird show overall. Uh, I like the opening chamber match uh like Josh did, but at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. W W E in the main roster. Don't invest in this. Things just happen. Um, <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the day, I was right, as I normally am, you know, when it comes to with, with Daniel Bryan and, you know, everything else. Uh, Sir Sam sat on this show months ago. We told you what it would be. From the moment that uh, Daniel Bryan got put in this match, uh, when they won that tag match, I was like, oh, great. Daniel Bryan's going to win. And they're gonna feed with to Roman Reigns in five minutes. And it was less than that. It was about ninety seconds. And I was like, Wow. As Josh said, that's what they think of this. Um if you're gonna book Brian and Reigns, book it for real. Do the promos we want, do the rivalry, let these dudes like really, you know, express that shit that's there because They've demonstrated once again that they are scared shitless of doing it going back to 2019 when rather than book them on SummerSlam, they just left them both off the card. And this ended up with Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan as the feud. Um, <laughs> so, uh, seeing, seeing, you know, the, them ha- finally being the perfect alignments, which you never think would happen it was obvious that what was going to happen. I was not shocked at all. I knew Daniel Bryan was going to win. I didn't believe the Cesaro stuff for for a second. And it was like, yep, they personally uh, did this to troll me. Okay, so with that being said, I guess we'll
2: go through the match. Um, The first elimination Shamer match, as we talked about, gets a title shot later on the show against Roman Reigns. Turns out they got it immediately after. Um, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro... Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, and... Jey Uso. Jey Uso, that's right.
0: Um... A youth movement compared to the main event. Oh, yes.
3: Oh, <laughs> yes. Um... Also, all six are, uh, you know, sterling examples of how great the, uh, NXT developmental system is. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so, you start... Start off with Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Very good wrestling at uh, at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, in comes Corbin. Um, Corbin is there to bring down the match for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, he's basically clearing house house with the two guys that have been going at for about five minutes. Uh, Then, at some point, I think it was uh, Sami Zayn was next. Sami Zayn was next. He he you know, closes off his door from getting open, even though this idiot forgets it. Both sides open. Cesaro goes in there, pulls him out, whoops his ass. Uh, they do a spot where they're, um, they're on top of the pod. Uh, Cesaro chases him, basically, like, when they start dangling over the, uh, the pod, or dangling on the, the, uh, the chains of the pod, knocks him off. Um, he ends up falling down, and Corbin catches Cesaro, and I forgot what the spot was, but ultimately, um, I believe Kevin Owens comes in next. Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn, Sami Zayn talks to, to Kevin Owens and says, Look, man, it's us, it's, it's me and you, it's Kiss- <laughs> It's, it's generico, it's Steen, it's Semi-Zane, it's Kevin Owens. We can do this. We can clear these guys out. Kevin Owens, for like the 59th time, has screwed over Semi-Zane. He throws him head first to a pod. Uh, and as he throws him to the pod, he's like, wait, what? No! And, you know, kills him. Uh, by that point in time, Cesaro does the, uh, the, the Cesaro swing on Corbin and slaps on the sharpshooter, gets Corbin the fuck out of there. Random knees. Great booking.
0: <laughs> that that may be the best <laughs> piece of booking that WWE's done in like the last, like, how many years? He's, he's get like, Corbin look, the fuck yeah, out of here like, quick. Look,
2: there will be no need for Corbin heat because we got to get more heat for Roman. That, that's exactly what that was. It's like, no, no. You get the fuck out of here. We finally have a main event video. You can kick rocks, oh. So, um,. Uh, so then, from there, uh, Kevin or Jay Uso gets in. There's a spot where um, someone gets eliminated, and Kevin Owens' hand, arm is by the door as they're as they're I think sending out Sami Zayn. Actually, uh, Jay closes the door on Kevin Owens' arm. He super kicks him like a million times, and it gets him in the ring. His Uso splash and pins him. Um, Then you you end up with final three of Cesaro, Jey Uso, and and, uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Doesn't the the final two go down to Cesaro and Bryan? Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. So um, that final two is it was very good. And you just remember, like, oh yeah, you forget that like when you don't watch WWE that often, you kind of forget these people that you remember as being awesome. You forget that like they're still awesome. They just don't do it as much as they used to in WWE and then you like, you see that with Cesaro in, and Brian in the end, and you're just like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like Daniel Brown reminds me almost every single time I see him on, on, on pay-per-view that he's still awesome. But like Cesaro, somebody has kind of been always starting to stop on TV, off TV, use on, un- not use. It's like, Oh yeah, he's still awesome. He's still awesome. So, uh, they had a great finish. um, and then, as you said, the cage lifts up. In comes Roman Reigns. Um, they go for the immediate, you know, the ref check thing, which I hate now. Like, I-, I hate WWE matches with, like, the ref not sure if they should stop the match or not. While also, like, keeping the guy that has the advantage away and is like, hey, man, either declare him the winner or let him ki- finish him. I'm t- Don't... This halfway shit is not realistic or whatever. But anyway, um, Daniel says he can compete. Roman sets up for the spear. Daniel Bryan uh, has a great counter. He turns it into a uh, a yes lock. Roman powers out um, from from like a half guard or whatever else. He's on top, ground and pound. Um, the ref teases if he should stop the match or not. Uh, Roman's like, it, 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 or am I? It, have I won yet, or have I murdered him? Which one is it? Um, he ends up slapping on a guillotine and choking him out. Um, it's something like ninety seconds. I. I really enjoyed the match. I really enjoyed the the Hell in a Cell match in general. I really enjoyed, um, uh, but you know, um, going to the Roman Reigns thing. It, it is disappointing, um, the idea that we're not going to get a uh, a big Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match at some point. But um, for what it was, the execution of was. I thought that I thought the whole spot was cool, but obviously, it's not what I wanted out of um, Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns.
0: There, there was a point. I, I think it's flat out lunacy, honestly. There was a point. My <laughs> For them not to, not to book that feud. Go ahead, go when, ahead. when
3: when they initially started doing the uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn stuff, uh, my girlfriend's like, "Yeah, they're they're they might partner or that one of them's going to turn." And I was like, "What? Again? <laughs> they're doing this again?" And she's like, "She's like, they're so good when they're together." I was like, "I know, I liked it." 12 years ago it was great it was awesome <laughs> like why can't we do something different with these guys but um, you know maybe it's just for the match I don't know but uh, one thing is you know on cage match and in the record books you're going to see these as two separate matches right but every now and again there are things that happen post match that just either elevate or you know deplete a match you know you think about like when Terry Funk and uh, Ric Flair wrestled at Great American Bash in the post-match brawl that they had, and it, like, literally elevates the match. It's like, it, it makes it better. Or, like, the Tupelo, you know, concession stand brawls, like, shit like that. This mm. little, this title match at the end is part of the match, even though it technically isn't, it's all one segment. It's one thing. And for me, as good as it's the a Roman was... It's a Roman cash-in. It was yeah,
2: a cash-in. It's a,
3: it's a Roman cash-in. It's, it's just, an, yeah, we had two cash-ins last night, literally. I thought the same thing. <laughs> So I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, the the match was great, but they, they did all the good stuff that they did.
0: They tried to um artificially reheat up Dan O'Brien to no, just like like mm-hmm. like bro, like they they got him talking about the yes movement and then like the commentators talking about the yes. So I'm like, what yes movement? Like <laughs> like what like huh? Like 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 what are wait. you like I feel like I'm in a different like world right now. When he said yes is especially- dead,
2: that was a work or that was a shoot. Well, especially when it's like the yes movement and they pipe it, they're piping in like the yeses because like there are no fans allowed in the trop, so it's like yeah, it is kind of you know. Um, so I'm I'm with you um to that extent, Rich. But I, I mean, I didn't I didn't think of it as they were trying to heat him up for some big moment just to you know uh even before the you know Roman came out there and murdered him i thought like okay he won the he won eliminate chamber let's see what they do and ultimately it was like to get more heat for actually in in reality edge after that match he cele- uh roman celebrates holds up the title edge comes from out of nowhere and attacks roman and declares that he actually wants the the big dog the tribal chief the head of the table at wrestlemania 37 in uh and james stadium um match I don't know man like I think those two could have a very good match but I don't know like you know Roman is kind of I been feel in this like, mode you're gonna like lots of talking right yeah, Roman's, <laughs> Roman's been in this and that's gonna be hard in an outdoor stadium but like Roman's been in this mode where like he does not aside from like the McIntyre match like he's been doing these things and aren't your stereotypical wrestling main event wrestling matches so um like I feel like if he goes out there and has one of those with, with Edge and um, you know, I think, you know, they'll have a very good match. Um, I'm not I don't really know what they can do with each other to get themselves to that personal um extent like um him and Jay or him and Owens got to to do the monologue stuff, whatever else. Not saying that I want that, but like like those two have no kind of real connection other than their their fucking finishes to make it to make it to where some personal thing and like I don't think either one of them will do something as lame as, Well you have a finish and I have a finish and I don't like it. Like that sounds I don't I think that's beneath both of them. I think it's beneath our tell I believe believe there's above below both of their intelligences and I believe that's I think that's also below both our as fans intelligence. Like really? That's your real sell move a move match. Okay, so um, hopefully they'll get a, we'll get a regular. I, I, I don't edge find edge. this.
0: I, I don't find this compelling in the least bit. I don't um, even. Daniel Bryan sitting right there, uh, promptly moved out the way. Of sacrifice. That's that's all this was. Like, and then another
2: thing, right? They had
0: Edge be Captain Savio, and it's like, <laughs> bro, like no man, like is another just- thing.
2: <laughs> is with um, all the potential opponents for Roman, like. I would like to see a that people have you know thought of since he's came back at Summerslam and or, or since he won the belt back is like their universal title is like all right well him and Jay because of you know how he's a fucking slave he's a slave uh, right him hey, hey, you you might not want to say that. <laughs> I can say that. I don't think you can say that. Anyway, uh, so with you with with uh with you know Big E obviously with like the powerhouse of the New Day and the powerhouse of the Shield, uh, they've had that one match of uh, Survivor Series 2016, you know, it could kind of set off um Big E into the stratosphere, into a higher stratosphere now that he's singles and they split up the New Day, um, you know, there were there were places to go with that, you know, even like. I, I never thought of a chance it was going to happen because it's Cesaro and like we've been there, done there with him for like uh about six years now. But it's like, even with the push to Edge, Cesaro on TV, second. right? Even this push on TV, like I would love to see a um, WrestleMania match with Cesaro and Roman before I want to see one with Edge. Like, no if it's the Edge, but like Edge ain't no fucking Cesaro in the ring. So at this stage, especially at this stage, so um you know, you know, we're gonna. I, get some I think, really good I think Edge is work. just
0: here because. So he's here, so you won't be fined. No, no, no. I'm saying I think Edge is here simply to keep the belt on Roman Reigns longer, so they don't beat anyone. They they can quote unquote say, yeah, he beat this part timer uh, legend at WrestleMania, and he quote unquote didn't damage anybody who they actually want to drop him, have him drop the belt to. So rather than do something, and then I I think Edge is just kind of a placeholder, honestly. But I mean, even if but the thing is, even if it was going to be Daniel Bryan, that would
2: have been the same thing. He was going to lose to Daniel Bryan. Um, But I I think the thing for me was, um, to that extent, is like, all right. If obviously your line of thinking is different from what you know, you look at them and think what their line of thinking is, and like. If their line of thinking is, all right, who who we eventually get this belt off to, like, after Roman? Like, the answer is nobody, bitch. Like, he's the new Brock. Like, this match where he gets, <laughs> where someone goes to Elimination Chamber, and then a Babyface wins, and then he goes out and there stunts him out in 90 seconds. Like, that's some Brock Lesnar shit. That's like him, be, that's like when he took the belt off Kofi in six seconds or Squash Ricochet. He's like, he, well, I've been saying this to, like, almost from Jump Street. Like, he is the new Brock and people like I don't know because obviously you know there's a lot of uh, things that come along with saying the Brock thing especially like the part timer stuff or whatever else but like no like if Brock showed up every fucking week and only Russell like twice a month or whatever else like it will look the template look like that obviously they're going about it a little differently as far as like how they handle promos like Roman's a way better promo than Brock ever was but yeah my point is like He's not doing that much. He's getting heat. He's, he's and he's overpowered or whatever else. And while he's overpowered, he still also finds ways to cheat and do all this other shit. And no, you no know, one we'll ever get any heat on him. Like he's and he has Haman with him. Like that's he's
0: yeah. He's that's, that's what this is about. Like it, it's it's every Roman Reigns push that it's ever been. Like every babyface push that he's ever had was where the entire thing was set up to get him over. It's just been inverted. He's a heel now. Right. Like I mean, so
2: but I, the I thing think I is got, at least they're better at pushing heels. So whatever. I think I
3: got a little bit of a different take. I mean, I think with Edge coming back uh, after all these years and with the amount of money that they're paying him to keep him away from AEW, you kinda gotta do this at some point. You gotta give him a title match. I'm not saying with Roman, but it need to be with somebody and so you, you kind of have to make up your mind, you know which which one of your champions do you want to you know get that win <laughs> over over Edge, you know? Um, I know that Edge is not commercially as big of a star as many of their other like former part timers that they brought right. back, but yeah. I mean, after coming back from from the next surgery after all those years, like you kind of got you got to kind of capitalize on it for business reasons eventually. Mm-hmm. And with how insulated they are, it doesn't really matter anyways, no matter one way or the other. So, I mean, I I just, the only thing is, is like, any other company could do this story better, and it would, it actually would be compelling. But because it's WWE, it's just not compelling. Like, there is a built in (laughs) story. The story is, he was the guy on SmackDown for all those years. He carried the brand, and he never dropped the title, and now he's coming back to get what's rightfully his. And, you know, and there's, there is something there, but they're not going to tell that story. It is going to be some spear versus spear shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, brother I was, it's gonna be it's gonna be some heavy laid on thick we're gonna tell I, you I how good that, this know. is but more than show you uh and, and there's gonna be people trying to write think pieces about how awesome it is but that, it's just not that's like the,
2: <laughs> that's the key point that you just said rich like they're going to tell you how awesome this is way more than they're actually going to show you. Yeah, that, that that's the key part there. Um, well, well,
3: guess, the well, guess for, what? They're going to have 30,000 people there, so we're going to actually hear it this time.
2: The thing for me is, like, I look at it with Edge, like, given what we talked about with the people that we they could have chosen between Daniel Bryan or, or, or Jay or, um, or or Big E, like, him versus, like, Roman in, uh, in a main event headline position at WrestleMania versus, like, an actual contemporary and actual peer is so much more intriguing to me when he he's wrestling all these fucking guys that like from from the the fucking Ghost of Chris Past and shit. It's like, hey man, like, mm-hmm. does he ever want to wrestle somebody and like that's a contemporary? Like, we never got a fucking Seth Rollins and Roman match yet, still to this day.
0: Like, it's wild. Nah, in like, we Money in the Bank 2016.
2: I mean, WrestleMania is what I mean, Rich. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. But uh, yeah, I just I just mean like. He's he's always gonna wrestle old yeah, he's, guys. He's
0: banned. He's he's banned from wrestling people like in his era.
2: But he's a heel now. Before it was like the optics of the world, He's our top babyface, face. Was like the whole entire if you know sixty million. Everything's people, in reverse now. If six thousand people, if 6, 000 people are cheering for the other guy, that's gonna make our the guy we really want to push like shit. Well, like he's a heel now. Who gives a shit? Put him in there with Daniel Bryan. Put him in there with Cesaro. Dang, or you know Big E. Blah blah blah. blah. Maybe you can get some other guy over eventually, and then you you can have three stars at. A, two on um, male side, male single side. I but, would have
0: had, but, I would have had Edge fight McIntyre, personally. That,
2: exactly, that's, I'd like that more than, than this, cause it's like, that's more intriguing, and also it's like, you look at what, like, McIntyre is about, The Russell is like, I mean, I like this match with Lashley, um, at, at big, um, after WrestleMania last year, I forgot pay-per-view who that was, um, it, they had that, the, the, the weird finish, I like that match a lot, but, it's, at the end of the day, Last, never going to do the talking for himself. It's going to be MVP, and it's like, all right, well, then you look at it, it's like, all right, what else? What else could possibly Mac MacIntyre do? Sheamus, no, thank you. So I was like, put Edge there. They, you can, they can have the promos they can have the match whatever else that's another chip you know that's another thing they can help uh, McIntyre elevate or whatever else while Roman is our well, Roman can do you know finally wrestle he can wrestle Daniel Bryan do some, yeah, <laughs> some intrigue you know what I'm saying like that's the more interesting, interesting thing lawyers, but like okay so Mac, Edge has been wrestling on Raw forever the things you want to see him do were against like Orton again or um, whatever else it's like okay so like the three, the three most important people on the show: Edge, Roman, Drew. It looks like they're be wrestling like, like the the least, like the least ex- or like lower on the list, like level people you want to actually see them going. It's on the biggest show of the year, and it's kind of like that's that kind of. A I bummer. mean,
3: I could tell you what the most interesting thing that any of those three people that you mentioned could possibly be doing, but none of them are man enough to do fight Walter.
2: Fight,
0: Walter! <laughs> you know, declare they're going. They're taking a ship to go to go to the UK oh for the title. No one wants that smoke. Wow! Oh, uh, um, there is a gift that has come across my timeline. I, I just Randy saw Orton it. is coughing up black goo, like Papa Shango oh has God. has uh, inflicted a curse on him.
3: Yeah, he vomited black. This
0: uh, black goo. It's gotta be the fiend. Unbelievable. You gotta, you gotta see it. This man's in Pablo Chango's
3: it.
2: territory. <laughs> it's okay. incredible. It's incredible. Alright, so the next match after that was, it was the US title match between Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Check your Twitter DMs. Uh, Matt Riddle and uh, John Morrison. Um pretty good match start out. You have Lashley throwing those guys around, and then eventually they were able to isolate him on the outside, and then Riddle. And Morrison go to work and it's damn good. It's you know, it's riddle, it's Morrison, it's they 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 tear it I, up for a while. I feel
0: like that I feel like they've fought in P W G or something before.
2: I wouldn't know. I I, I haven't tracked anything Morrison has ever done. <laughs> I don't, like I like good ass wrestler, I don't care. Um uh, well I don't say I don't care, but like i have never been like, What's he doing? Or whatever else, I never been worried about his his whereabouts. But um yeah. Uh, a vision, there's some weird, I, I guess, I don't know, uh, if, if MVP is shoot hurt or not, but either way, he brought a crutch down to the ring. Um, Lashley gets back in and starts clearing house a little bit again. He has Morrison in the, uh, hurt lock. Uh, Riddle grabs MVP's, uh, crutch and he's bashing that shit across, <laughs> across uh, across Lashley's back a few times. He gets out the ring. Riddle hits the bro Derek and ends up becoming the U.S. champion. Um. Obviously, this was a protection called. Uh, Josh actually was a what about half hour before the match started was um was speculating on like why did they still make this triple threat match? Why did was why did they have to have a pre show match for a winner? Clearly, they were getting this belt off of um, Lashley to go after some, another target, turned out to be McIntyre. I think he actually accurately called out McIntyre, right, Josh?
3: Uh yeah pr- yeah I called out pretty much all that shit I mean I try my best not to watch WWE if if at all possible but every now every now and again um, my my girlfriend to uh, kind of appease her we'll watch the weekly show and I've seen what's been going on with Matt Riddle and uh, Bobby Lashley and like I was like there's no way they're having this dude beat this like in no I world him as a geek yeah he's been a geek the whole time like there's no way he's beating Bobby Lashley so when they brought in a you know a third guy after keith lee you know who knows why he wasn't even there we does don't anybody really know. know
2: what's going on with keith lee or why he missed the show i don't know it sounds like covid oh. but who knows yeah oh like he's a joe okay
3: i mean we don't know no one knows but oh, that's what just okay. it, that's what it know. sounds like okay. but uh yeah once they did that i was like okay so i mean morrison's eating the pinfall and you know they're gonna move him on to you know bobby lashley to the title scene like that's what they're doing she's predictable <laughs>
0: <laughs> very and, and and i think josh like if you look at it all these months they protected bobby lashley it makes sense yes yeah. triple threats fucking suck like oh yeah i just like lose the match but i don't get pinned but i drop the belt but like fuck except, that i mean they could have Hyman. just had him win yeah they could have just had him win and then do title like versus have title. Them, hey i'm the U. correct what the fuck were we doing with the U.S. belt anyway?
2: I, I'm 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 just past. I, I I think that I think that evil has just beaten the double title shit out of me. Like between <laughs> between between evil and Naito and Keith Lee, just handing over the fucking uh, United or uh, North American title. I think I'm just no. I never want to see anybody Ultimate Warriored up. I just never want to see it. Like no.
0: No, there's no, there's no need. No, for it. I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be a double title match. It could be, you know, if Lashley wins, he gets the, the belt, but the U.S. title ain't on the line. But you I know, you. they had to do this goofy thing. Matt Riddle get, gets a belt. I mean, I, I've made it clear, like I, I could care less about what happens with Riddle. Um, but yeah, it, it's a good booking design.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd have a problem with it. I, I, <laughs> I never problem with it all. As far as the as far as mechanics of all right, well, we want to do this thing that we did, you know, um, you know, like eleven months ago, or get to this thing that we did like ten or more like ten months ago, um, and get back to it with these two protected guys at the top of the card, and like I I I. I, I I, I, I thought it was cool. I, I, thought it was, I thought as far as the mechanics of it, it was cool. Um, I would like it more of someone that I liked more than Lashley, but well, what it is what it is. Um, my, my, my whole thinking is this. If they knew that they're going to do a title program with him
3: and they knew they needed to get the title off of him, why couldn't they just have like one of Riddle's fluke wins from earlier on Raw just be the title win and then he could move on and get reheated up before WrestleMania like any other regular wrestling company would have done?
2: They don't want him losing the. Real. Yeah, but he already did. He already but it was lost a, him. But it was a flukish thing, right? That's
3: what I'm saying. It should just been a, he should have lost a fluke win and lost the title and then just moved on.
2: I think the thing is, if you do it that way, then you're gonna have to do one of the Baron Corbin deals where he's like, "Oh, you, oh, you pinned me via via banana peel. All right, I'm gonna beat you down and it gets neither person over. Like at least with this is like." Riddle beat somebody. He didn't get his ass whooped, and then like the person, and then Lash could be like, can be furious, and then like take it out on Drew. Um I, I mean, I, I you know, I, I think that's a, I like that more than the, other than the typical. Oh, I got beat, beat you down, in, and then like it, in a
3: vacuum, that's nothing. true. But if you watched the show for all these weeks and seen how, how bad, enough. how bad they made him look, there's no Fair way enough. he's getting over from this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair Look, that man won the match and immediately took off running. Yep. Like, yeah, that tell you yeah, yeah. like you know, you no, know a, what it's he's like. A, he's it a baby
2: like, had uh, to cheat. It, it was like when your boy, um, he didn't win this match. But remember when, uh, after one two three kid beat Razor Ramon, and then they had the match with he the ran. bag of money, and that man ran off uh, with the with the bag of money. It was one of them. He was like, oh, <laughs> 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 He grabbed bag of money, get the fuck out of dodge.
0: Uh, it's not like it's a heel running. This is like this is a good guy like running from what may come. Like, nah, hey. man.
2: Um, yeah. So,
0: uh,
2: what's the next match after that? Women's
0: uh, tag titles. That's Nine right. Stana yes. Baszler against this, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. This is one, one of molly
2: This yes. <laughs> um, I gotta tell you we gonna get to it in, in more in depth, but like I hate Reginald. I hate what he stands for. I hate what he represents. I, I, I hate I, I hate his existence. I hate his being. Um but anyway, we'll get to it.
0: Me- as far as So Bianca ring- Miller and Sasha Banks.
2: As far as oh, ring gear really? goes between Shayna and Bianca and and Sasha, I thought that like Banner that evening. was awesome. That was for th- those three brought it with the ring gear when they were in the ring together. When the match was, which was Shana was in the ring uh, with either Bianca or given uh, the chemistry and the history or with, or with Sasha. I, I thought that it was a good match. When Nia was in there, it was comical at times. Um, I she, she, I think she's gotten worse. She's not hurting people anymore, so she's better in that aspect, but, like,
0: it's all... Uh, but, like... She's barely more mobile than Aja Kong right now.
2: Is she no. more... I, is she more I, mobile than Aja Kong? I can see... I see Aja Kong now, and I just watch her in the... Um, the Aja Kong is on top rope. Not even that, right? When she does elbow drops or leg drops, she actually, like, elevates to into before this, uh, descending back with as gravity intended. Naya just falls. She's falling, yeah. She Just falls.
3: Um, she needs to go back to back bump uh, classes. Like,
2: I mean, I know she had the the double ACL surgery. I think it was two years ago, whatever else, or lat or the uh, you know two years ago, whatever else into last year. But it's like she has no lift. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what to say without saying something that's gonna make me sound like an asshole. So I'm not gonna say it. and I'm gonna leave it alone. But, um, if, if she's going to have to figure out to re-, re-, re rework the way that she works, like, she's going to have to start start watching, like, old Kong tape or whatever else to watch, like, have matches where people run into her if this is where she is now, because, like, her trying to wrestle how she's wrestling now ain't doing number doing more wear and turn on her the way she is right now. Um, so, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know, I don't, so that's all, that's all I'm going to say on it, but, like, yeah, she's she is um, she she she's not good. She's not good right now
0: at all. So the uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks lose this match via this black man that's working for this white woman in Black History Month.
2: Yes, I hate
0: Reginald. I hate Reginald. <laughs> this,
2: man, this every single day I go onto Twitter and I see black women talk about our stinking asses, um, and how we are the weak link. Uh, in the diaspora rich and then i see this motherfucker reginald proving them right <laughs> every fucking time i see him on every fucking pay-per-view show get him the fuck out of here i hate him he makes me hate myself <laughs> what? what he makes me hate myself <laughs> like, how can you do this to these queens what the fuck is wrong with you snap the fuck out of it <laughs>
0: What is wrong with this man? Me? Was si- this man was simply trying to, you know, serve them, you know, a beverage, you know,
2: <laughs> distraction. Finish Sasha. 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 Sasha looked Banks like looked a bo- like box, a rocks, rocks box dumb. Rocks box dumb.
0: Like plate of piss. Like complete. And he was just I, trying I, to help I, guys. Yeah, and this Sasha Banks being this, I mean, I, I mentioned this hey, in the thread.
2: Hey, as as most toxic brothers do, they just trying to help. <laughs> I hate Reginald so much. Get him the oh fuck my God. out of here.
0: So, like, this brings up the point that James made. Like, why even book this match? And then right. it ties into a point that, you know, I was making that, you know, with the women's tag team titles, they're used for a very specific reason. And I feel like you have at least three, maybe four uh, examples of this um, going back. And this is where they tie up the singles champion the single champion suddenly wants to win the tag team titles and be a double champion. It's happened with Asuka at least three times. It's happened with Becky um,
2: in Charlotte against the Kabuki Warriors at TLC yep. not 2019, actually 19. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Y-
0: yeah. They, they use these, these belts to basically buy a month for the champion. So the champion like gets a free month essentially and they don't have to do like a program or anything. And what it leads to is like, I, I I would have think the better thing would have been Sasha screwing Bianca on some Flair Sting shit, right? Halloween Havoc ninety five. I I think that would have been the best way to go with this, it, you know, and be like, oh, you know, Bianca's doing all this shit where she's waiting to choose and all this stuff, and Sasha go ahead and make that choice for, her, you know. I, I
3: I disagree. I think that they should have gone the classic WWE route. Made them,
0: made them the champions. Champions
3: that don't want to be champions together, just like Austin and HBK, just like Cena and whoever else he did it with. I don't know. Undert-
0: <laughs> Shawn Michaels, Shawn
3: Michaels, Batista. yeah, yeah, Undertaker and HBK did it once. They did it like a million times, like let let's do it for the women too. I don't see why we can't get that shit rolling. They always do it. They used to do it right before
2: Wrestlemania and they before with, summerslam too I mean, did it with, they did it with sasha in, in um ba- Bailey last year yeah, but they were like best friends oh fair enough fair enough you
3: gotta you gotta have you gotta have you know enemies enemies bad, enemies yes
0: okay, fair enough you're right I'm supposed enemies. Yeah, um, who, I don't who, know. By the,
3: by the way, who who had the better gear? Because I got into a debate with my girlfriend, and I liked Sasha's ah. gear better, but she liked Bianca's better.
0: Sasha, has, I like
2: Sasha's. Um, I would say Sasha, just because of the color scheme, as far as the design pattern, I would go with Bianca. Mm. Like the, as far as the design pattern is, it was more one of those, like, that's a template deal with Sasha, where, like, I've seen her with that same exact template before, just a different color scheme
0: but like don't sleep on Shayna's i think Shayna's yes. was like one of her best ones and and yeah. we may have um yeah we may have historically undervalued her in the gear conversation well i, I looking, mean looking i don't know it. about
2: i wouldn't take it that far okay so I, i've always thought she's
0: had raw she's, shit she's
2: she's had some gear that has been raw and then other times just been like it's good but not like amazing like her for example like when she uh when they did the NXT invasion and uh the summer slam or survivor thousand. 19 or whatever else, when she had, like, the Champion's Black and Gold gear, and when she also broke out for Royal Rumble the next uh, few months later, like, that mm-hmm. gear's hard. Um, this gear was hard. She has a couple other ones that are also, like, that she's broke out for takeovers that I thought was really good. I thought this is like, her second best gear she's ever had. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the Black and Gold one is my favorite one for, of hers. But, yeah, you're, you are right. We do sleep on her as far as her gear. I don't know if she's as good as, like, you know like Sasha or Bianca but like she's she is up there
0: yeah anyway this match stunk uh these tag <laughs> those are, are, are whack Asuka got um left off the card she was supposed to be put on the card um uh, she was trending after the show She's
2: going to be de- defending her title against Lacey Evans at one point which also brought confusion to me because like the week before like Lacey Evans had announced that she was kayfabe Pregnant, which then also brought up that she was also legitimately pregnant in real life, so it's like, is she good enough to still continue wrestling? If so, what's the point of her doing this if they're going to put the belt on her and then, like, knowing them try to transition her off TV immediately? So... Knowing them, so it's like I, I so I was confused. It's like this match still going on? Wait, what? And then it just was scrapped at the, I guess the eleventh hour. So you know, it leaves leaves you more questions on what's going on exactly. She's just living the gimmick. <laughs> but at least,
3: uh, at least they didn't put the belt on Charlotte, you know? Yet, right? Yeah, yet, yeah, yeah, but at least they didn't do it now because that would be their go to move.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, Especially think they want to get Charlotte a, a, a title win. oh, we're going to talk about Oscar. Like, it, all they it did was bring Oscars uh, into focus again. And then you start pulling out her cage match. And this has been one of the most futile, inept, terrible title reigns that I can think of. I believe the only people she's wrestled are like Zelina Vega and Lana on pay per view. She wrestled Sasha. On pay per view in this title reign.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't a title match. It was uh, the Survivor Series or SummerSlam champion versus champion match.
0: That's right. Okay. So that was a long time ago, and she hasn't had a pay-per-view match right. since September.
2: Right. Mm.
0: And that was what that was Zelina, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that came into focus last night. So. Yeah, I mean, Oscar. They, they they never treat her well. It's always a smoke right. smoke smoke and mirrors uh, type thing with Oscar. Yeah. She's the mountain to climb. She's the, she is the she's always the fallback person. Like she is basically like
2: a better version of of uh, Nat- how they treat Natalia. Whereas like we we know you're de- right. We know you're dependable. We know you can do this. We know you always be a smiling face. Blah 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 blah. But we don't see you in this position, so, or at a certain level, so we'll push, so if shit hits the fan, we know you will be a fucking rock for us. Um, but will we ever, like, you know, go all the way with you the way that we do, like, other people that we like more? No. Like, you know, um, last year when, um, you know, Charlotte gets injured, injured, uh, Becky gets pregnant and leaves, like, it was on her to try to carry us. So, and you look at that division at the time and it was like Oh my God <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, it's Liv Morgan like the fresh after the fresh off the lesbian uh, gimmick. Lana, um Naomi wasn't what well, Naomi wasn't on TV at the time. I think she was on SmackDown even if she wasn't on T V at the time. Um, you know, and then you had Kyrie there and it's like they didn't do the Kyrie feud because Kyrie was leaving in a few months. So you looked around and was like, that's what it was. And then they haven't fixed it. Charlotte just came back recently, but like, you know, they did also, you know, November, they switched up some of the rosters. Naomi came back. Um, Lacey Evans is there, but Lacey Evans isn't that good, or, it, or good at all. Peyton
0: Royce. Peyton Royce. A lot of people were yeah, wondering like, why Peyton Royce couldn't get the match instead last night. Comes,
2: like, and in this bunch of people, like, you look at, we talk about this a lot, of, it's like, you look outside of, like, the horsewoman Oscar. Asuka, pin. And, like, maybe in a few select people, and it's like, like Naomi, like Natalya, and just like, you wonder why someone like Ruby Wright doesn't get a shot, but it's, but, you know, you kind of have a deal, you wonder why someone like, you know, um, Sonya Deville, obviously you know the unfortunate thing that happened to her, why she's off TV right now, like, they had something with with Mandy Rose. They never really tried it, even though like she, she seems right up Vince's fucking alley. It's, <laughs> it's 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 you know, and then like they mismanaged like Liv. Liv Liv seems actually like have some talent for this, and like they've they've thrown her against the wall in a million different directions. So it's like I mean, it's almost like you've done you've done damage, and it's like these. It's weird, like you look at NXT, and it's always, it's always, it's kind of always been like this, at least like since, um, at least since the man class started to come in. And like you look at the main, you look at the NXT rosters for the women. And he was like, look at that level of depth, and then you look at the main rosters once they get split in half, and he's like, oh well, there's three dependable people, um, three really good people on that brand, three really good people on that brand. But then after that, it gets real, you know, like when we talk about like mm. 2018 SmackDown, when it was like. It was Becky and Charlotte and Oscar and Naomi. And then after that, it was like a whole bunch of like Carmella and Alexa Bliss type stuff, or whatever else. So, and that's kind of always, this kind of still holds up even though it's like, damn, like y'all got Shayna, y'all brought up Shayna, y'all took her off fucking TV for months, or whatever else. Um, it, it's, it's a really weird thing. And it's like, and, but meanwhile, you just see like, damn, like, NXT got people that, like, are good, are better than the people that they have on the main roster that, like, are job people, like, Casey and, um, and Caden. Then you see, like, Zaya Lee's doing this fucking supernatural thing. You got, um, you got, uh, Zoe Stark coming in, and she's a fuck, she looks like a fucking killer, too, and it's like, all right, like, do you want to, like, put up Eo or, you know, Dakota or Candace, or you know, then obviously Ember just came back, but it's Tony Storm's like, y'all have these people, and it's like, even when you have someone like a Mia Yim or a Mercedes Martinez, y'all immediately go to say, No, 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 put masks on their faces. Like, Jesus Christ.
0: Look, the, the issue is they they don't want to fire anybody. Yep. They they never trim the fat in yep. the women's divisions. And um,
2: Vince's aesthetic uh, tastes are still like very obvious. Yeah, there's absolutely no reason why Mercedes Martinez or Mia Yim like didn't hit the ground running in, into something with, especially on uh, as, the part of how as Raw division is. Like they desperately needed people, and what did they do with them? They did. They had. Jack fucking, shit. They had me, They had me out there fucking tweaking, fake tweaking.
0: Yeah, let's get to this main event, man. A WWE yeah. title elimination chamber. Drew McIntyre defeats AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston. Randy Orton and Seamus
2: okay can we talk all the people got into the ring Randy Orton came out either last second to last and because <laughs> he's been such he's been such an evil motherfucker for 20 years or I guess it's like year 18 year 19 now um, he has beef with every single person in the park. <laughs> Jeff Hardy two thousand, late 2018 uh, Kofi 2019 uh, let's see who else is in there. Drew McIntyre, all the last year. Uh, who else is in that pod? AJ, AJ Styles, Seamus. Sh- different years, yes, like Hell in a Cell matches with Seamus. WrestleMania matches with, with AJ Styles, right? Um, and you just see, and he's like, he had to hit everybody, so he goes up to every single pod and stairs, he's like, look at the history, look at <laughs> the are <laughs> stuff right and then like he does all that stuff and then Kofi because he's such a fucking goofball <laughs> he says yeah Randy look Quas looking thick <laughs> 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 and Randy Randy face look like I want to laugh so hard but I can't because it'll ruin my aura but he had this smirk. <laughs> he went from a stone face to a smirk, and then he walked away, and then Kofi kept yelling at this man, and, yo, he was like, <laughs> it was so fucking funny, bro. I never caught that, that's funny. Oh my god, he, it, it yeah, it was so fucking funny, I'll I, I have to find it and send it to you, the clip of it, but it, it had me howling, but, yeah, um, I, I, you got to go through the review for it. Like only thing I really remember is like the, the almost stuff in the. Oh yeah, Sheamus and was it Sheamus and Orton that started the match, right? Not Sheamus. Uh, it was Orton and McIntyre, right? No, McIntyre was came out. Came out third. Third. Who who started with Orton? It
0: might have been Jeff. Know.
2: That's right. It was Jeff. Yeah, and um, start off. You know, Orton starts out slow. Um, and then all of a sudden McIntyre comes in. And, and then from there, like what, once everybody got in, it got good, in my opinion. Um, and I did, I did like, or you have the weird stuff where like I think Jeff gets eliminated. Um, everybody's laid out, or there's like a, you know multiple people down, and after some spot, or everybody gets their shit in, and then like almost, almost gets to the. Uh, pod that aj's at rips off the plexiglass aj then like runs into the inch runs out and then in through the uh, main entrance and then like tries to cover people i'm just like you're a fucking idiot what are you what
0: like why are you the- trying to get in the chamber mesh like that fast early like,
2: yeah. you don't know what order the thing is i actually i think some, i think somebody won the sixth one so he could have been fourth or fifth whatever doesn't matter but this is Can't one more of those. Attrition, this is an attrition match. Why are you trying to get in as soon as possible? You may pin those guys, but ultimately you still have either one or two people that come in, they're coming in, frustrating you eventually in this match. Who gives a shit if you pin those people off? Let Close the damn thing, let them all kill each other, then they come out. You're a heel for fuck's sake. Yeah. I. I,
3: I Here's another thing about it too is like, okay, we're supposed to believe like, that there are there is some sort of ordered rules to this thing right so if a man illegally enters how is he allowed to then compete does he not get disqualified like but do that, his pinfalls even count at that point that's the
2: thing right obviously elimination chamber is no dq obviously right so why does adam pierce come out and throw out your boy Meek Mill after he rips the fucking thing down. It's no DQ. If he had came <laughs> in and started helping and, and been the seventh man, it wouldn't have fucking mattered.
0: Check right. this out. Why did they throw out Sami Zayn's documentary people, but they didn't throw out almost?
2: They did after he started fucking with the stuff, but you mean immediately? I get you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, Sammy pointed it out.
0: Yeah. That was yeah. an astute point. He's right. Um, yeah, I, I I will
2: say this. I will say this. It's a whole lot easier to throw out them geek camera crew dudes and throw out uh, your boy meat meal. It's a lot harder. (laughs) It's a lot harder. Takes
0: a lot more manpower. Yeah, I I thought this was um kind of boring for long stretches. Um, Orton also leg. Yeah, Um,
3: I I liked. uh, Go ahead. I liked when. uh, Seamus finally came in like it was like probably it's probably the first time Seamus has been interesting to me in like five years. (laughs) (laughs) I like the bar. I like the bar. I liked I liked the bar, but I I didn't find it to be compelling.
2: I get you. Fair enough.
0: I'm only shocked that Daniel Bryan won't be wrestling Sheamus
2: at oh WrestleMania. <laughs> it ain't, bitch, it ain't too late. You better shut the hell up. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> I, I, I think they're on different brands, so that's so? you know what that means. So unless, um, unless they do, unless they do like a sudden draft or a trade, which they could fully do.
3: Hey. I think they could both end up in the uh, Andre the Giant very easily. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh and God. and technically, Andre. that'd be them wrestling each other at WrestleMania once again. Are they really yep. gonna do Andre? I don't know. I'm just, I don't who, know. Knows? It, who knows? Who
0: uh, knows?
2: They didn't do Andre do last ass. year, did they?
0: Nah, cause they were, they were shook by COVID. Now no, the, the they don't care. On, nah. Half a million people. <laughs> now they don't in, care. Half a
2: million people dead in this country. Do not, it's cool now. It, look, it's, it's, suddenly all, it's, it's,
0: it, suddenly it's all better this year. You know, oh
2: my God. What? That is, that's
0: wow. Well, this all leads into Drew McIntyre winning. Uh, he puts away well, AJ at the well, end.
2: One, 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 one thing, like, J- Jace. Wow. Josh pointed out like when Seamus and Drew got in there, like they started they started Oh, blows. they were they Running were they it. were throwing blows. They started throwing blows. That and was that was stiff strikes. That was fun. Um then when we talk about I mentioned the Formula A thing, like Kofi Ran wild out. Um Orton 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 got pinned with the first pinfall by Kofi, and then he hits RKLs and everybody and then leaves. That will set up the AJ doing the stupid thing where he runs in. But, like, Jeff, yeah, like Hardy. Jeff Hardy ran wild, eliminated. Uh, and then, you know, you find the final three are, are McIntyre and Sheamus and um, AJ. And I thought they did a decent job of protecting the potential Drew versus Sheamus thing by having AJ eliminate Sheamus after, like, Sheamus seemingly had Drew dead to rice where all he had to do was set up for a finisher and kick him and would have pinned him so i was shocked by that um i mean it protects the match for if they do wrestlemania or do something after wrestlemania or whatever else with sheamus (laughs) in McIntyre, because obviously they're not done with that that's something they want to do they've been working on Mm, that
3: not not shocked because of the booking just like the way they shot it and then the way it just came out of nowhere i was like oh shit they really did that that's that's dope
2: and also we got to point this out he's after AJ hits that, he sets back up to hit Drew with the final form and he and Maggintar catch him with a fucking anti-air clay That was awesome. That shit was awesome. That shit was was awesome. awesome. So, so yeah, uh, like, you know, once everybody got in the ring, it, it it did begin, uh, it did become fun. Uh, and then well, we'll talk about the... Then I was going to say, then the fun, yeah. <laughs> what,
0: what, what, what y'all came here well, I for? I don't
2: know if the fun ceased, but because but I kept having fun as this happened. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> so, was,
0: I was dying, laughing, stitches, tears, just like, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so Bobby well, Lashley brings his well, ass out. B-
3: before this, though, you got to remember, earlier in the night, Before this match started, they showed a little clip in the back, and Miz was like behind some like canisters or something, chilling with MVP, and they're like, you know, in cahoots talking. And like, it's like, what do those two have to talk about, you know? So, like, it's very obvious what was going to happen here.
0: Yeah. You know, beating you over the head, you know, rather than just letting it happen. Um, McIntyre is out there. He gets destroyed by Bobby Lashley. Lashley fucks him up. They yell on commentary, Bobby Lashley is upset about us- losing the U.S. title or whatever. <laughs> like, and I'm like. Nah.
2: Especially because, uh, like, after he had lost the U.S. title, I think MVP pointed out, is like, we got, we're on the bigger and better things. We're on, we have a plan. Something along the lines of there's something else that's bigger this, you know. they Some ominous thing to say that, like, we're not done tonight or we're not done with just the title. We're on to something else. So it's like, I don't know why why there was a miscommunication between what the the showrunner slash Booker Vince McMahon and what commentary is doing, I don't know, it's just brain fart, I don't know, but it, it did
0: not help at all. Miz runs out, Miz cashes in on Drew McIntyre, and in 2021
2: No, 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 no. After you talk about them backstage talking, Miz walks up to Cash-In, he's still shook of Lashley like Lashley is in a rage is in such a rage that he's going to double cross him and whoop his ass so he can't cash in. Lashley leaves, he then goes in there and then he uh hits the the DDT, kick out, then he hits the skullcrush finale. It wins. And in
0: 2021, the Miz is the WWE champion. Mazana Un- is man. Be fucking believable.
2: <sighs> look, he deserves it.
0: it look, sure. The, Who
2: cares?
1: <laughs> the Miz. <laughs>
0: uh, I was happy on a personal level for the Miz because I think he should have won the title five years ago. But um I think he's clearly regressed since then. This isn't his peak. This is a this is a gold watch. This is Honestly, fuckery. Um, <laughs> if you look around the rest of the wrestling world, like, this is yo, this is like,
2: and I don't mean stat padding for Miz, I mean stat
0: padding for Magatar. Like, he's gonna be a three time champion in like 11 months. Yeah, we'll we'll get there in a the second. When then, like, Miz, like, he, uh, he was fourth, uh, on the list of, uh, time between reigns behind The Rock. Brock Lesnar and Bob Bob Backlund Backlund. Um, and he's like you know it's been nine years since he's you know won so like they they kept referencing the angry Miz girl like the angry Miz girl is a grown woman now like you know the world moves on but WWE doesn't
2: (laughs) and the main thing about the angry Miz girl is like people forget is like it wasn't that she was a angry Angry that Miz won. She was mad that Randy Orton got cashed in on. She was wearing a Randy Orton t-shirt. No one remembers that part, though.
0: Continue. Um, I think they could have taken this opportunity had they been a better prepared company. Had they been a company that is proficient at booking pro wrestling. Maybe you get one of those young guys that needs like, you know, maybe a young star to certify them. Like even if you're just gonna take the the belt right off them you establish them as their a former WWE champion. Uh Mustafa Ali has a whole fucking stable behind him. He could have been given the money in the bank briefcase. He got pinned on the pre show.
2: He got pinned on the pre show.
0: I mean
3: they've they've
0: got tons of guys everywhere.
3: I I disagree. I, I see what you're saying, but at this point They needed to not take the title off this guy. They're trying to make him like – That too. Their dominant, dominant champion – why the fuck would you take well, the title off of him?
2: Well, he beat, he beat five guys and then got, and then got beat up by like the, the second best dude in the, in the promotion or in the brand and then got sure. cashed in on by a, by a third guy. It's like, alright, like we talk about the Gargano, you need a shotgun to beat that guy. It's I feel like, like, there, okay, was like there was a straight line. He was, he got his ass whooped in, in a way that was like, it is, it, it is beyond the pale if he did <sighs> manage to have foiled Miz in that situation. He, he went through yeah. a hell of, he went through a, K or a chamber match gets beat up by the number two dude in, in the brand, and then the third guy comes out of text. So I was like, "Damn, come on!"
3: No, I get that. That They're doesn't make the title. Him, that in and of itself doesn't make him look like a geek or anything like that. I'm okay. not saying that. I'm okay. just saying, like, why take the title off him? Like, it's it. The Miz I, isn't even the Miz isn't even the guy hey, that he's gonna that You're he's right. gonna be wrestling at WrestleMania. This is just a stopgap, right. right. and Miz already got his cash in. Months ago, and that should have been the end of this story. And then they booked themselves right. in the corner by,
2: by – Wait, what? Give it. He did the cash-in already, and then they
3: gave yeah, him the he briefcase Yeah, he did the
0: cash-in. Wait. You don't remember this? He lost
3: the
2: cash-in, and they said, never mind, we'll do
3: it again. So here's what happened. Morrison came out with the briefcase, handed it to the ref. They did the cash-in. He got kick, or Claymore kicked and, and lost. And they said
2: that his doesn't count because Morrison the not to cash it in and not yes. Miss but they
3: did the match so had he won he would have been the WF champion what would they have done two weeks later been like right. oh well morrison cashed in so you got to give the belt back well, that it, no well okay
2: okay hold on hold on in theory you don't do that you don't do the dusty finish like that for a cash in with a heel you do that with a with an underdog babyface like if like if daniel bryan in 2011 were to cash in after like you know the the big show and mark henry matches and then like there was some idiot that was with um, Daniel Bryan that they handed the briefcase over and then he won and then like the next day like they were like well it wasn't you that cashed in so like in the next pay per view it'll be sure for that match you Daniel Bryan and you Big Show and you Mark Henry that's what they would have done but I get what you mean I get what you
0: mean oh, I, I took oh, all that there was a told, straight line to WrestleMania and they decided to drive ninety miles out the way to, <laughs> to, or to hit a U turn to come right back to where the fuck they want to go. I well,
3: told my girlf- I told my girlfriend uh later that night, I was like, Yeah, they just announced for uh Fastlane it's gonna be Drew McIntyre and Bad Bunny in a tag match against uh the Miz and Bobby Lashley, and whoever gets the pinfall wins the title. Mm. And she goes, "Are you serious?" And I said, "No." And she goes, "You know, that sounds like something that could actually, for real, for real happen." It, it I was like, really could. I,
2: I, know. I know. The best part is like it really the w, The WWE champion got got the shit smacked out of my bad bunny like two hours before he became the champion. That's funny as fuck to me. Not not to say that like that's awful, but it's like. Like Bad Bunny slapped fire through that man, and then that man <laughs> two hours later becomes champion. That shit was funny. Um, look, yeah. he, like, the
0: Miz has won three matches in the last calendar year. Are you um, serious? Yes. Oh, um, wow. And it's like completely geekified.
2: Is it shake shit heel? So you know, whatever. I get you. Yeah. He needs to win more names to be fucking champion. But it's like, look, man.
0: If, it's like if the if the justification is oh he's gonna lose the belt immediately then don't fucking do right. it like i I, ab-
1: I like, <laughs> like, like I, 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 no I, I,
0: problem with the miz i enjoy right. the Miz's performer i find him hilarious yes. uh if you're looking for people to say to be upset that the miz is the champion wrong podcast right but <laughs> right i don't care. Like, but Peter
2: McIntyre, I enjoyed his title. Here, the run he's had with the title over, over those two title reigns, and like, yeah,
0: like this is. A I, I, weird I feel thing like something's doing, like, happening. I, we with all
2: Drew. we all agree that he's getting. The, it's coming right back to him,
0: right? Look, I, I think they're they may be searching for this big moment that there's no guarantee for it to be there because I seem to remember in 2015 when they kept yanking the belt away from uh, Roman Reigns. And by the time he was able to beat triple H for it at WrestleMania, it was a big moment that never came. Uh, I seem to remember Daniel Bryan having the WWE title yanked from him several times. And then by the time he won it through the grace of God and him being a great wrestler, he pulls off two great matches that night and has a level of investment that no one else can dream of. Uh, I, in I will, modern times.
3: I will say this. I mean, we don't really know what's happening at WrestleMania. They still get that Sheamus thing kind of right. looming. Right. But provided it does end up being Bobby Lashley, which based on the protection he's gotten this year, it should be. They've, him and um Drew McIntyre. I know you guys mentioned a good match he had in WWE, Uh, you know, like a year or two ago that had a weird finish. But him and um they had a match at Slammiversary in uh, TNA that was like one of the best TNA matches ever uh so i mean they've got they've got extensive history of you know doing good work with one another so there is a good chance that that match ends up being good and that's probably what why they did this is to give him the moment but it's like you don't know, you don't guy can make him be the like you don't have to give him the moment just let him go in with the title yep. and retain and set off a bunch of fucking fireworks like i don't get it
1: yep. i mean
2: I, I think they're I think they're being too cute, but at the same time, I, 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 it doesn't bother me that much because it's like ultimately we're gonna, they're going to have him versus Sheamus or him versus or him versus Lashley, and they're in a big muscly man match. It might be all three. Could be, could be. Vince this may blo- never mind, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like yeah that. Stay, steer clear of the gr- uh, so gr- like, position at that, uh, so, at that point. So basically,
0: in time. they want to run back him versus Brock, but since they got ain't got Brock, they're going to use Lashley and then add the whitest man alive in uh, Sheamus. And then, like, if you combine Bobby Lashley <laughs> and Sheamus, you get Brock, and that's who Drew McIntyre gets to beat. Sure. Uh, yes, I don't know.
2: So, bas-
3: <laughs> so basically, last night. Um, like Miz was Andre the Giant and uh, freaking Drew McIntyre's Hogan and that would pretty much make Bobby Lashley like what the million dollar man because I think that's what this is
2: I thought you were going to say like a Hebner twin (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, I would think wouldn't the the Miz be the million dollar man no because he's gonna he's giving the he's gonna give the title back to Lashley
2: I'm not okay I see what you're saying yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not following you. I, I get what you're trying to get at. He won the.
3: Not, he like, won the belt through nefarious I'm, means, and now he's got to
2: hand that shit away. I'm working on, like, 45 minutes of sleep in the last like 48 hours. I'm Holy not I'm not. What the going, fuck? I'm not going to try to. I get what you're trying to say. I'm not going to think about it before my brain explodes. Okay, that's, that's okay. where I'm getting at. So I get what you mean. I'm, don't make me think about it.
0: <laughs>
3: Listen, guys, this is why I don't analyze
2: WWE anymore. Like, this
3: yeah, is
0: crazy. it's crazy. It's really, really
2: difficult to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, like- so, anyway, so, anyway, I guess we move over to AEW talk, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the good stuff. Um, <laughs> So. Uh, I'm trying to remember uh what was on this show this week. I'm pulling uh, up my notes now.
2: Moxley Phoenix now, I guess, unofficially becoming eligible for me for Tag Team of the Year now that they've had two kick-ass tag matches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It makes no sense why they're ever together, but like I, they have good ass matches when he tag together.
0: Um uh, what do they have in common? They got has. about as much in com- look. They they got as much in common as like the Nightmare family people have in common. with each good other <laughs>
2: point. Very very good point.
0: Um, he also had Reho vs Serena Deeb in the That's Olympics, right. That's right. Very good.
2: Uh, Great match. Uh, good ass match. Um, high threes, maybe four. Um, let's see, uh, there's an, there, uh, there was another match, um, wasn't there, a, there was an FTR match, was there? Uh, yes, they face, uh, the L brothers. That's
3: right. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: They face the trainers, that's right. So... Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's start. Um, we opened up and I believe, uh, it was, uh, hangman page and Matt Hardy. Uh, they took on Jack Evans and, and Helico. This was short, um, seven minutes and they basically, uh, this is all designed for hangman to kind of, you know, do his thing whenever he tagged in. Uh, Matt Hardy. I, I, there was a one spot where Jack Evans fell up, fell short on a Phoenix splash. But besides that, you know, it was pretty much a match you're used to. Boy, did he fall short! I was like, what's <laughs> going on? T- you go ahead. Yeah. Um. And then Paige and Hardy ended up getting a win, and then uh, Hangman reveals, you know, that he did the switcheroo last week with. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> With the, with the papers and, uh, he referenced Brody Lee and he said, uh, pretty much this is, you know, a, a one for the match and I know you didn't read it. Matt Hardy was like, of course I didn't read. It. I sent it straight in. Um,
2: <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Like I've, I've kind of like, I've wanted to throw him away and like the good brothers, like I've guiltily enjoyed Matt Hardy over he, the last is- like, he is a fun dumbass heel. <laughs> Look, uh so they booked a match uh called a money match um with him and hangman and this looks like hangman's first step on the long road to you know coming back around and he's gotta deal with this carney and um if you remember back to that battle royal, Hardy was the one to eliminate Page and it's kinda you know, going from there. Uh, Hardy doubles the stipulation and, uh, the stip ends up being whoever wins is going to get the other's earnings for the first quarter of 2021. And it's called a money match. And, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, uh, mascot comes out, but it's actually Isaiah Cassidy, uh, it pulls the, it pulls the head off. He attacked him. Uh, he said he's putting a, uh, Matt said he's putting a $3,700 bounty on page And then Angelico and Evans joined in. And then the dark order came out to save him.
2: I have a question. What did the thirty-seven? Yeah. What did the thirty-seven hundred mean exactly? Like, was that a gag from like BTE from like robbing the
0: young bucks some shit? I think it was. Now, now that you mentioned it, like, because you know he's been charging him rent right, for, right. The, uh, I, for the for the locker what I thought room. It was but like I didn't. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But um, he ended up paying that thirty-seven hundred on BTE this week, which is pretty funny. But. Um, yeah, then the Dark Order came in, and uh, Brody Jr., uh, you know, not worrying about school. like he, He's on national TV back. Zoom. Yeah. You know, flying in, making dates. Yes. You know? <laughs> um, and then, you know, that's pretty much where we're at. So, like, Paige and, and Hardy, what, what are we thinking about this?
3: Well, before we do that, I want to point out one thing that didn't make sense here. So... If Matt Hardy didn't know about the switcheroo, how did he have the foresight to have the mascot as one of his, you know, goons?
2: No, what ended up happening is he got screwed once he sent in the papers, realized he was fucked, and then said, All right, I got something for you. Once I'm going to jump you after you set your terms. It, I, that's 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 how i interpret it. it's like he already turned the papers and it was too late he got screwed so he, he put isaiah cassidy in the jags uniform to whoop him after he got whatever he was going to get from the terms uh set by uh hangman
3: so we're to assume that he was feigning surprise when yes. he learned okay yes because i mean that's not how i saw it. i
2: i took it at face value like
3: he I, really, I
0: did too I was like, I was like, something's like out of whack here. Like, <laughs> I, mean,
2: well, look, I, I, I could be doing it. I could be doing. Obviously, I am doing the work for them. They didn't explain that, like, that Matt knew that he got fucked and that he was getting revenge that way. That is true. I'm making, I'm making I'm making that logical conclusion for them because, like, most of it's tight.
0: Jim Ross did ask if it was Urban Meyer uh, underneath the. The thing.
2: <laughs> no, he's too busy hiring uh, strength and conditioning coaches that shouldn't be hired.
0: <laughs> so um, Alex Marvez was after that uh, with the Inner Circle. Uh, they tried to explain uh, the criticism of the angle last week. Uh, MJF says Sammy Guevara thought he was recording everything, but he was paranoid because the camera was recording everything. He said that Sammy needs to apologize to him. Jericho then uh, told MJF to shut up. And Jericho said that MJF kept goading Guevara over and over and, uh, Guevara quit. And Jericho said a lot of this is MJF's fault, but the majority of this is Sammy's fault. And he said Guevara made a week of stupid decisions, which kind of hinted at his, um, uh, you know, time, possibly an impact. Um, and you know, Sammy Guevara is now dead to him. <laughs> uh do to Sam Guevara for saying I'm not doing any jobs for someone named Ace Austin. Sorry. I bet uh I bet uh, Guevara
2: won't be dead to Jericho after he gets his ass thrown out in inner circle. I mean out on the street.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um uh what have, what have you thought of this whole uh inner circle storyline, uh Because like I've I've like loved the the logical progression every week. It just keeps like rolling out a little bit more to peel another onion back.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I could do it just by giving it the most insightful, like, thought process. But I mean, it's very clear, like, uh, Jericho knows what MJF is. And MJF, you know, has, even though he, like, tries to hide it, it's very obvious. And the fact that, like, the the inner circle are not, like, stupid, but they're still keeping them around for, you know, to utilize for their own purposes Um, I think that's good storytelling, but uh I don't really know I mean ultimately there's gonna be some sort of conflict between him and Jericho, and that's what this is all leading to. But uh the wild card in the middle of it all has always been Sammy, and we all you know, we have all kind of expected for Sammy to eventually at some point uh you know, break out on his own, whether that be a heel or face, I don't know. But uh I, I think that this uh story's like it's one of those things where it's like you know, I complained about WWE, and I I hate to make the comparisons, but like I can't really predict this entirely. Like week to week, there's different twists, there's different turns, uh, you know. And then every time I think that something doesn't kind of make sense, they logically wrap it up and tie it together, and it, it all does end up making sense. Um, so I mean, I, I'm a big fan of it. I didn't like the uh, the time they sang together, but other than that, everything else been really great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, James, uh, I believe you just saw the Papa Shango uh, deal with Randy Orton. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a,
0: that's a black goo. <sighs> so uh, up next, we got the return of Riho taking on Serena Deeb, and this was a hell of a match. Serena Deeb was incredible in this match. Uh, Riho, it was so great to see her back. I, I didn't know I would be this happy uh th- to to see Riho and um you know the one one of the great draws in professional wrestling uh Riho is back you know to, to claim her spot uh you know here in AEW uh what do you guys think about this one
3: I I love this um uh, you know it's one of those things where people have you know and I hate to bring up this but you know a lot of people have complained about the way they present the women you know the you know, them not giving them opportunities and whether that's true or not, you know, it's not it's neither here nor there. But very often they haven't had two women of the same caliber and uh, you know, talent level as Riho and uh Serena Deeb that they've been able to match up very often. So, you know, with them going out there with stakes on the line in a big spot with a lot of time, you know, and they really went out there and shined and they they picked the right time to do it because, you know, I don't really totally understand, but people love Riho, and I'm not saying that, like, in a negative way. I'm just saying, like, I – to me, it doesn't make sense why she's so – you know, translates so well to the audience, whereas, say, like, Hikaru maybe
2: doesn't to the same extent. Mm-hmm. But because, um, she's a, because she's the size of a little girl wrestling. It's basically the same thing seeing Rey Mysterio except for a woman. It's
3: like- yeah, I guess – yeah, I guess that makes that's, sense. That's,
2: that's, that's the whole factor. It's like, she's so small, and she's fighting, and she's the biggest underdog, and she has this, you know, this big, bright smile, and she seems so nice. Like, that's, that's the main thing. Like, she's yeah. just naturally likable.
3: Yeah, and I, I wasn't saying it because it doesn't make sense. I'm, I was saying it more like gotcha. just because yeah. I don't totally even know why but obviously she's a huge draw so they picked the right time to showcase the women uh because they got the drawback and you know they went out there they went out there and they put on a hell of a performance and the match was awesome i loved it
0: lots of moves lots of reversals near falls submissions and then uh rio ended up winning with the gato clutch uh James what would you think about this
2: um I like the second half a lot more than the first half. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the leg work from both of them. I like the fact that, like, Riho was like, oh, she has a leg injury. I'm, I am a baby face, but I'm also not a fucking, I'm also not a dumbass. So, like, I'm in a jam. I'm desperate. Like, I, I will use your leg injury that you, you have in here and I will give you a le- dra- le- dragon screw leg whip. Um, and Serena returned to favor by Ke- Hinder with one of those Tanahashi in the ropes, uh, dragon screw leg whips. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the match.
0: That's exactly um, what
2: I thought of. <laughs> Tanahashi? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I see someone get a uh, Dragon Screw at this point, I'm like, oh, God, Tanahashi. And I'm worried about his knees. <laughs> 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 like, earlier today, when, when um, um, during the, the, the second round of the women's tournament between, um, um Ryo Mizunami and, and Aja Kong, like, Ryo or Ryo gives um, Aja a drag Screw leg. Well, my first thing was like, who, who, in a match between Ajay Kong and Tanahashi, who gets desperate and goes to the Dragon School leg, leg first? Who? I, I think Tanahashi goes to it first.
0: We might as well do uh, the rest of those matches uh, here. So, like, and also talk about, um, I guess they're doing some type of Clash of the Champions type special. Yeah. Um, yeah. On oh. um So, not BR Live like the other um, ones where it's just the U.S. Policereport.com is how I gather it is worldwide. Uh, and they're taking this like it's a very serious thing. Like, this is, like, meant to be seen as, like, um, like it's a big deal that uh, Riho Re- moves on. She's going to be facing Thunder Rosa, of course. That's going to headline the show. They're going to have a, a trios match. They're also going to have the J- Japan final uh, there on a Sunday. So they're pushing it like it's this, this big thing. And this caught, like... When I first heard about this, I was like, "Huh, I don't understand this." And then, you know, for about two or three hours, I, w- I was like saying, "No, this is this is bullshit. Just do it on on too, television, man. or no, just just do it on Dynamite." I'm like, I want to see like real and Th- like real and fucking Thunder Rosa should be on like uh, Dynamite or oh, whatever. I thought you meant, but- thought you meant Japanese match, my
2: bad. Or uh, yeah, in Japanese bracket, my bad.
0: Right, but like. When I hear that, you know, they want to turn this into like this thing to where it's like, you know, a Sunday event, it's a special thing. That makes me feel a little bit more positive about it. I question like if, you know, the, the thinking was they wanted to put a highly anticipated match. Why not put a bigger match there? If the goal, like Tony Khan kind of explained it in a way on Twitter where it felt like he knew he had to get it. He had to be the one. He couldn't just tweet this anonymously from the AEW uh, account. It, it felt like he wanted to put his name on it, but I don't think he necessarily explained it very well. Because, like when when I heard it, it was just like, "Oh, you're citing social media numbers." Like, don't you know those social media numbers are like fake? Right. I um,
2: when I first heard, I only heard about the one match. I was like, okay, so you're doing all this for one match, and then at the that's what the, I thought after the end of the second round of uh, the sh- from that of the tournament that I just saw on YouTube it's Shida, it's, uh, Re- versus Riho, it is, um, you know, Yuka versus, em- or not, Emmy, uh, Yuka versus, uh, Ryo Mizunami, and then it's also the, jo- the Joshi Trios match, all in one show, and I was like, okay, I, like, that makes more sense as to one match. one first first one was one match, I was like, what, why? But now it's like, oh, they're doing a whole basic one hour special. It's like, okay, that's fine. So, yeah. um, it's gonna be a fun-ass show.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I hope it's good. I hope it's what what you guys are saying, you know, and I know he went out there and made that explanation, but like I think right now, I would probably guess this isn't gonna be that successful for a lot of the reasons that people were initially up you know uh, upset about it because regardless of how accessible it is most of the fan base is just conditioned to think that dynamite is the big show. We already see how they do with dark and it's nothing. And I don't think they're going to do anything with this. Like, I don't think very many people are going to watch it.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's going to pop like 2 million viewers. I was more talking about the quality of the wrestling. That's, that's what I was, that's my my concern. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I would, I think that they've left such a bad taste in their, in, um, People's mouths with how they've done everything with the women so far. They we always talk about the insurance and yeah, when it, yeah, when, no it and when it comes time and when it comes time to like, hey, we want to do this special thing. You know, it it don't sound like it's a special thing. It sounds no. like it's a separation. Right. It sounds like, like it's like
2: it sounds like, like they did. Right? Think of it like this, right? If Triple H was on the face of doing something involving a women's tournament on the network or on Peacock or whatever else, right? It'd be awesome. It, people are going to immediately, like, believe in it in a way that, like, they haven't earned the credibility. And then we talk about this all the time in reverse a lot when, like, WWE's name is mud. When it comes to women wrestling with the, involving the network worldwide, stuff Triple H, the it proof is in the pudding. He's been doing this for years now. And that's what it, that's kind of the thing that it takes, you know, over over time. And, you know, they're, they're, this is the first, this is one of the, these are the beginning steps of this. You know, five years from now, given the path that they're on, if they pull up some shit on whatever else on, on, um, BR live, whatever else, if they keep going down the path, they're going with the way this tournament has worked out. They're going to have people like believe in it. And it's going to take time for, it's going to take time to undo the one, match or one segment per show. Sometimes no, nothing on the show type of thing. Like it's going to take a commitment and like, we, we we look at we look back at at it now like it was just a, a thing that just wasn't uh that was a thing that was a given. But it's like you go back five years um or six years with you know when they brought up the horse or the three of the horse women, it's like they, they still growing, didn't. Figure they, it pain, they didn't figure this shit out until like two years ago, like fully or three years ago. And, he, and even
0: then, right? so like, like sometimes they're they're just on TV eating innings. It's like, it's almost like right, what right. do you do with all that TV time? Right.
2: So my so my thing is like. You have to invest and watch stuff at times struggle in a way that you, there's gonna be growing pains. And like, that's gonna suck being someone that has like as good television he normally has outside of the women's division. That's gonna suck for Tony Khan. But over time, it will come back and pay him, and, 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 you know, and he'll reap rewards of the the, the equity that he put into it. It's just he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to take a couple on the channel at, at first. Yeah. I if mean, wh- if it is indeed something he really wants to do, that's always what it comes down to. If it's ultimately is something you want to do, you'll invest to in it. If not, you won't, and then it'll become a self fulfilling prophecy. That's how it is. Well,
3: well, it's clearly a market that they want to try to, you know, appeal to, obviously. Yep. Um, and I think also from what I've seen of the tournament, I think it's been, you know, pretty good. It's been pretty compelling. It's just, um, you know, it, the, like you guys said, the complaint has been one segment per show. And then this just screams of that. And that's the issue. That's true. You know, it, it just that's sounds true. like there's not enough time on TV to right. do this. So you're putting it on that. And that that's the issue. But long term, you know, if this has enough goodwill with the fans and the audience and it and it pays off and, you know, things change when we're not in a pandemic and they can keep highlighting and showcasing these talents, maybe things, you know, turn out
2: differently. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would say yeah. this. Um The Thunder Rosa and, in Riho match is, for a woman's perspective, is so big that it's like, it, we'll see what they do. I wonder what, I wonder what, Intrigue it gets because, you know, you know, we're talking about two of the three, you know, most important women in AEW history, um, between those two. So, or four, if you, depending on how you feel about, uh, Brit in, in the commitment to talking segments as opposed to in the ring. But in the ring Lisa, it those are two of the three. So, um, we'll see, we'll see what they, um, we'll see what this does for them. And, and so, initially.
0: so to go over, uh, to round two, we had, uh, Tina against Nyla Rose. Uh, pretty physical match here. Um, I I, think, I liked this. Yeah, I think Ty Conti gets better every time, and uh, I I, I like that Kenny has bestowed the V triggers upon her. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. I, um, it's been. It feels like I haven't seen Nyland forever, so um, it was good seeing her. She um, she looked she looked good. Um, there there was some um, it, it was weird. It was weird. Like I don't know if they're like nerfing, not well, not nerfing. Not necessarily the real word. Like demonstrifying um, Nyla or making her more vulnerable to have a more competitive match, or to "quote unquote" carry the match, like a la Alan Angels and Kenny Omega, or if this is um, where she is now. I'm, I, I guess we'll figure it out sooner or later. But um you know, they they gave her a lot. Like she kicked out a few things that she that you know, like a during,
0: Death Valley like, driver right on, on the, the fucking yeah, yes, whatever. Yes.
2: And then she and, had to stack her up with a, with a Liger Bond to, to beat her after that. So
0: they, they did kind of say like this was their like third time meeting and every time that she's fought Nyla, she's got a little bit closer. Okay. I actually thought Nyla was on upset alert here, but she didn't lose. Uh, I, I thought this was a solid enough match though. Yeah. Um, the next match, it was Emmy Sakura versus Yukasaki Zaki. And I got to say it through two rounds, I think. Emi <laughs> Sakura has been the MVP yep. of this tournament. Yes. She's been awesome. Like, take no shit. Veteran. uh, Got her own swag about her. Um, and I think she put in – they gave her two great opponents, uh, Inveni and then Yuka Sakazaki. And she was like, all right, I'm going to show you all, you know, who may not have necessarily dug the Freddie Mercury thing. <laughs> uh, what it's about when I'm dead serious. And I gotta say, I liked it a lot more.
2: Yeah. Um, I think the real, the only real time she ever showed any bit of it was her, uh, match with Riho at Full Gear. I believe it was Full Gear. Um, but mm-hmm. for the most part, she's mostly has been a comedy character and like, she can still really wrestle even, even if she does mostly gotta move stuff. Um, goofy gotta move stuff, but like, yeah. Um, She's still she's still she's still damn good, still. Um so yeah, I, 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 I like the Oscar match more or sorry, the Vinny match more, sorry. Um, same. Uh, I did too. Yeah, I, I still think it was a, another level above. There's a lot of goofiness and shenanigans with, you know, um May and um the other uh uh um third uh ring third for her with with interference whatever else and but uh, but like you know, there it comes basically where she like the last these closest stretches of the matches like she gets serious and like it's it's, it's very fast, crisp and and um, chops start flying off the shelf. So it, so she she's been really fun so far.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, up next we had uh, Aja Kong versus Rio Mizunami. This s- turn it started and it was like snail's pace. Uh Ajekom was not moving around very well in this match at all and then it just slowly started they just started throwing bombs yep. uh at each other and i this turned into a sneaky good match here with a very creative finish that i really enjoyed and Joshua i think probably got a real good kick out of this uh as it looked like some 80s new japan finish or something, but uh it was very creative. Uh they ended up getting uh Hikaru Shida involved. Uh had has she to <laughs> hold the fucking trash trash can and she's standing there just blown like, Hold on, you just used me like, <laughs> right. like if, if, is, this, is this what they mean
2: by tool? Like that shit's yeah. just like Am I a tool? And then like, yeah, um I agree with, with how you said how the match went, like they they were trying to do certain uh, things with, like, you know, s- selling the wares of the battle, um, and I was trying to, like, work over Oshkong's um, knee, which is like, you don't need to do that. She's already immobile, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really need to do that already. Like, <laughs> uh, but anyway, like, so then uh, they started going for, uh, they start throwing bombs, as you, as you mentioned, um, and then they end up outside the ring, and they tease the count out, and um, they end up back where it looks like Aja is immediately is gonna roll in
0: and but she's too slow,
2: it. right? But the <laughs> weird thing is, like, she threw Rio's head into a into the into the trash can, and then she just no sells the shit, and yeah. Like, just goes right into the top rope and then <laughs> drops the guillotine leg, leg yeah. drop right onto her, Aja's head and gets the. <laughs> I was like,
0: bitch! I was hollering.
2: I saw it and I was like. Cause I I already got spoiled on the finish, but because yeah. uh, I already knew it was some type of countout or whatever else, given how y'all were talking on the thread, and I was like, okay, whatever. So then it happens. I'm like, oh, that Shrewd. Aja was like, I am not like giving away like my my win my big win t- like down the road like Tokyo Joshi Pro when like she does it she does Tokyo Pro like every blue moon like maybe like a f- handful of times a year maybe less. Where he's like, I'm not going to give away like that win to American audience. Like, I am going to draw a house with this and, like, do that in Tokyo Doji Pro, like, on a, maybe a January... Probably not a January 4th show, but, like, one of these bigger shows that they do, like, yeah. when she comes back, she'll, like, when they have that match eventually a year, two years from now, like, I'll do it then, but not for y'all. So, like, go ahead and beat me uh, Mizunami. It's fine. And then, like, y'all can have that match. And, you know, quite frankly, like, I don't think Aja really, you know... she She was coming over here, but, like, in the, in the quarantine, I don't know. Maybe she's like, oh, I have no interest in coming America? over. America? Nah. Not right now. It's like, nah. You, you. I mean, she so. did America in the 90s. Like, yeah, but there <laughs> no. was no, but there she was did, no, She did no, <laughs> New York. And yeah. But, did, now, yeah. But, look, but if she comes over now, she has to come back and then like, she has to like quarantine for two weeks. <sighs> Ain't nobody trying to do that except for young people.
3: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, why, like, she don't care. She already did it, you know, two mm. decades
2: ago. Three Not decades quarantine. ago there was no there was no covid 19 back 20 years ago um but yeah I, I, I just think uh like she saved that part. she's like i'll you know do that and i thought that was i thought it was shrewd business so i liked it um and uh you know there's either way like uh mizunami and in this it's going to be a good ass um uh, final for that side of the bracket um obviously we all think that the odds awesome on favorite is yuka obviously
0: we will see. Um, I, I don't. I don't know the the schedules, but I wouldn't count out Ryo Miznami here. So, I mean, she's um, super
2: charismatic. She's one of the most charismatic wrestlers in the world. But um, you know, given you know you know we got Britt still around or whatever else, like you could kind of see it with like, all right, let's say you know they got Britt versus
0: Nyla next. Yeah. So it's like. Man, th- th- like, my is completely blown up. But I'm saying, like, you think of it like this, right? Let's say she gets past
2: Nyla. Then, like, she, I mean, she can possibly, you know, get the Thunder Rosa match again. Then she gets the can match again. Like, if you look at, like, people that had programs and people, like, this is setting up to be Britt's tournament, even though I still think, like, she hasn't been a yet, but still, it's like... Narratively, as far as programs and having things you know cut promos about and the history they can go back on or whatever else to add to this tournament, like all the through lines are still pointing towards Britt mm-hmm. I would like her to get to have better matches in the ring, but you know we'll see,
0: yeah, um, then the next match was Brit Baker and Maddie Renkowski, who was a injury replacement for the Anna Jay. we found out the Anna Jay has a shoulder injury. Um, where she'll be out six to twelve months, maybe. Do you just call her the Anna J? I always call her the Anna J.
2: Okay. Anyway,
0: yeah, she she <laughs> yeah. Um, Britt whooped the jobber. Yeah, not not really much. This her, like, probably the worst match. Probably worst match of the tournament, but it was It was it was. Yeah. So. um... Yeah, we're, we're set up with Riho versus Thunder Rosa, Nyla versus Brit. And on the Japanese side, it's Yuka Sakazaki versus Ryu Mizunami. And yeah, so we'll see. I believe the finals will be on Dynamite on March 3rd. YouTube will have the, uh, on March 1st, I believe they'll have another show for the U S finals. So, uh, you know, we we'll, we'll keep covering it here. Uh, After that, we got a training video of Shaq and Jay. They were on a basketball court, and I saw – I know this is a pro wrestling show, but I saw one of the most absurd, unrealistic things I've ever seen on a wrestling show when Shaq was hitting three-pointers in this video, James. Um Okay, you called it. A what workout, the fuck? You called it a workout video with both
2: of them. I would say that like Shaq stood and and took a couple of threes uh, on camera until he made one. While Jay did the working out. Yeah. Like Shaq so, was polo and jeans or 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 some type of long pants. So you know, one much working out going on. Not to say that he should be working out. I don't care. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that's accurate description of what we saw and also i don't think this was uh, as good as like the um i don't think this was as impressive of showing off like what those two can do like i think you get more out of like you know sending jay back to the gym to lift and sweat um so yeah.
0: so we need Jade to be out here like butch reed essentially and uh, lift him
2: uh sure i don't i don't I, that doesn't I, that doesn't really register anything to me but yeah i I thought, that, I thought the Jade in the weight room thing was more impressive than this. Like, I think that more correlates to she's a badass or she's super tough and is like, oh, she got a jumper. What that's got to do with fighting? <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we all know plenty of people that get hoop, but they can't fight for shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of, you know, that's that's kind of how it left me. It's like, okay, cool. You got to what? handle, what that can, can, but can you handle? <laughs> like, you know yeah. what
0: I'm saying? Uh Cody and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jade. Uh what do you think about this, Josh?
3: Um I mean I think it's fine. Uh obviously they were angling to, you know, do something that was gonna be like high profile with Brandy and Cody. And I I think ultimately the whole point of this entire thing is twofold. I think it's really to establish Jade Cargill as a superstar and mm-hmm. You know, to get a lot of great exposure for the company via Shaq's notoriety. Um, they've had to kind of switch things up, obviously, because of, you know, Brandy and her pregnancy and everything like that. And they, I think they, what, they had to change things because NBA All Star weekend ended up, you know, kind of, going ended up us. falling
0: on the seventh. So Revolutions on the seventh, and then they booked the All Star game on the seventh, and Shaq has TNT commitments. Okay. So, I mean, I, I don't know. The match is not going to be
3: good, obviously. Like, um, <laughs> it, it's not going to be good. Like, I just can't imagine – this is not Ronda Rousey, you know, doing a match with Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie. Like, uh, I, I don't know what to really expect of it. I, I guess I'm just kind of thinking it's probably going to be funny because um, Shaq's funny. I don't know, man. Like, it's not going to be yeah. good.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know, uh, Arn Anderson got himself in some shit this week, um, where for he was commenting. Yeah, uh, for saying, uh, but the thing was, he was right, uh, what he's would he right, said. But he's
2: also on a, but he's also completely unaware. That it's like you're also like pointing out like something is going on in your own program that you're a part of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he was like the fans don't come here to like he was commenting on Bad Bunny and WWE he was like the fans don't come here to see these Hollywood people or whatever. Um, uh, I and correct. I did not come to 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 see Shaq uh you know doing no. matches. I no, you I missed I, it.
2: You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. What? He's like, "No, you didn't come here to see this Hollywood people didn't come here to see this Hollywood shit. You're right. People did not come to see one of the greatest Los Angeles Lakers of all time." <laughs> You're right.
0: Go, yeah. Go um yeah I, I yeah but i i, mean, I don't gotta, know what the fuck to think of this like, <laughs> like,
3: it's, it's like, sort of like what i said earlier about edge it's like when i was like you know you'd be a dummy not to do it because you got to do it but it doesn't mean it's great i think that's kind of the same thing with shack it's like they got access to shack Shaq's wanted to wrestle forever they're they're looking for ways to expand their audience, so you got to do it. Yeah. You just got to try and do it the best way possible that still has credibility. And I I don't know if this is going to have any. Well,
2: this is what I'll say. Given who's involved in this, involved in this, and who was involved in it until they got switched, and then who else has still got involved to it after it switched up because of pregnancy, I see TNT having a wrestling property. I see Inside the NBA. I think of the yep. people that watch that show. I see Shaq. I see two fine black women. And then I see Cody Rose. I'm like, what the fuck does Cody have to do with any offense? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Dusty Rose, son. Cool. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> no offense. I like Cody. But it's like, for the people that they're, that they're trying to lure with this...
0: Because there I, is a clear strategy going on well, here.
2: Well, the only real thing is like, well, who could they have put in the Cody position? You're like, that's their fault. They could have got Scorpio Sky up in the bullpen like, <laughs> like six months ago. They fucking off on this. <laughs> like that's on them. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell them. Uh, but yeah, like you know, the match. Like I'm, I'm a, as a wise man once said. That may suck. It sounds cool. <laughs>
0: we can end the speculation and <laughs>
2: then we gonna see. Hey, man. Like I ain't got look, my expectations are real low for this match because, and I think it's the best way to play it because if I if I it's not it's not gonna be no traditional Try to go viral. Yeah. Like that, that, remember, that's, remember? What, I, that's what I'm gonna say. Right. Try to go viral. It's gonna go viral regardless. It could be good, it could be it could be awful. Uh but what I was gonna say is like look, don't come out here, Cody, trying to you know <laughs> don't come the out here trying like, to like, wrestle trying to trying to lock up like you remember he's trying to get orange cast locked lock up? <laughs> look, nobody cares about that shit, Cody. Go the fuck on with that nonsense, man. Just go out just come out here and and try to get straight to smoke. Oh, hundred
0: miles an hour, straight, straight to the shit. Smoking mirrors, straight like to the hey. the Cody, it's on you. You 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 love doing the smoking mirrors. This is this right. is your thing. Pull them <laughs> all out. You've Pull been, everything look, out.
2: You have been you have been trying to be in a, or A Triple H for for the past th- uh, two years, right? You have been added by doing all the Triple H and things that Triple H has done with NXT and all the you know and with some of these matches. If you think you really Triple H, you will go out here and try to have your sports entertainment classic like he had a WrestleMania 34. It ain't even got to be as good. It just got to be entertaining. It's on you. Yeah. It's on you. It's <laughs> on you, Spamman.
0: Out- bring out your mom, bring out your brother, <laughs> bring out everyone you have to, bring out Tony Khan, bring out whoever you want. Like it's all on the table. Whatever you got to do to 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 make this shit work and to right. try to go viral. Right. To, uh, this is it. Right. I know, oh, I
2: know. Oh, what is Yao Ming doing here? Yes, mother? exactly.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my god, he came to the ring with Charles Barkley? What? I think I think part of it is like Yao Ming. You guys were
3: asking, like, what does Cody have to do with this? Like, Cody's this giant WCW, you know, yes. Monday Night Wars mark, and he's like, this is my Malone. This is my Leno. Yeah. This is my yep. Rodman.
2: But it's different. It's different when, like, it was Malone, and it was Malone, and it was Rodman, and it was Hulk fucking Hogan. You are That's- Cody Rose. No, that, that's, you don't that's get it. Who he, sees,
0: that's, himself he sees
2: himself as he sees himself as Hogan, that's what I'm saying. My, no, he thinks I, he's Hulk Hogan. Maybe, bro, he wears
0: look, a fucking even, weight belt. He thinks I'm, he's
2: Hogan? Hold on. I'm not even saying I'm not even trying to shame him for him believing himself to be that or something of that thing, right? I'm saying he's he's targeting of a, a specific demographic. <laughs> there is nothing that he attracts and there's nothing that, There is nothing that he does for that Pacific demographic himself. He's Dusty Rhodes' son.
0: Yeah. Black people love Dusty Rhodes. They
2: love Dusty Rhodes. But you're also talking about old... He has a Black History Month shirt. Olds don't watch this show. (laughs) I'm talking... Look. The people that are watching that show are going to be feeling like his age or younger in black men. Presumably. I do not think that Cody, that Dusty Rhodes' son, draws in that particular way. No shade. Nobody else in AEW draws that particular way either. I'm just <laughs> saying, I, I, I feel like there may be somebody else they could have used or whatever else. But well, obviously, you know, it's all weird and it's just uh, you know the same thing with the Tyson stuff. Like they're just trying to get. A little bit of you know press or whatever else and, and ultimately if they're just trying to get a little bit of press and they can get a couple people to tune in and watch you know the, the, what they got going on before they get to this cool um but my point is like the rep if if this is what they're trying to do with the uh, inside the nba audience they might want to start looking into their representation as far as their men's single roster like you got a, a Hobbs. You got a uh, Scorpio Sky. You got a Ricky Starks.
4: You can get. You could have got Ricky Starks up in the bullpen. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion one hundred and fifty. Then BetMGM MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only Virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Washington DC and
2: it had them on some fly shit
4: and people would and that, and that ring started to write up um
2: You know, so inside NBA motherfuckers' alley, he look he could have been out here saying, "I'll I'll dress uh, Russell Westbrook for real. I ain't wearing nothing crazy. My shit's fly." He could have done that. So you know, (laughs) there were options, but they decided to go with Cody. And I'm telling you, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just don't I, see it. I, I
0: think with Cody, you I look at Cody and be Floyd, like, "Oh, Floyd. he ha- he has hey. a black wife." That Floyd. that's the appeal. Floyd's gonna be so mad I mean, at me. You- <laughs> hey, hey, that that, that that that's the appeal. You 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 show you show him being a family man with with with, with Brandy and all that, and be like, oh, okay, so that that's supposed to be, you know, Brandy is his ticket. Maybe,
2: maybe, maybe because you know, well, what we'll, we'll, whatever whatever i'm not gonna go down talk to my branding. We've, we've done it we've covered enough ground on this um but yeah expectations are low he gotta have but he gotta have a him his sports match or his sports entertainment classic here or something sports entertainment banger here if you don't do it here you know i don't know what all this running and stuff he's been doing his whole career was for like this should be this should be light work the this super be bowl work.
0: right here Right, the 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 Super Bowl of smoking mirrors.
2: Right, what you do all that training for?
0: Yeah, fuck you get paid for. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) So up next we got uh Orange Cassidy squashing Luther.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next,
2: next. (laughs) Oh, as a wise man once said, "Who fucking cares?"
0: Yeah. Um. So up next, uh, Taz and Brian Cage and Hook came out. Uh, Restarts wasn't there due to the issues in Texas. Will Howes wasn't there either. Um, they challenged Sting to come out. Sting came out with his bat. Taz told him that he relies on his bat, but without the bat, he's nothing. So he put the bat down, uh, and he threw his jacket, and uh, essentially he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to swing at the biggest guy here. And he swings at Cage and he's running it with cage a little bit then the goon hook grabs the bat and he starts choking sting with his own bat because of course hook does that um sting fights off <laughs> hook and then brian cage takes the advantage and power bomb sting to hell to hell i love this <laughs> i was scared as fuck do tell.
2: I, I think that was the plan. It was like, oh my god, his name was supposed to be like the similar to the um, to when Daniel Bryan came back and then uh, Owens insane stomped the mud hot on him immediately, and you you like, oh yes, he's back. But oh my god, his neck. You remember his neck injury, or whatever. So with me, it was like, this would have worked a lot better had you not announced this match like set like seven years ago, <laughs> right? Like had the match not been, just been in question still, and then you like, you worried about like, you know, is he or isn't he, even though we know he already is, like, and then eventually like, you know, we, there, I don't see the need to, given how it's going now, I don't see the need to have announced it so early, like if they were going out a path they were going on, like they have been, and then announced the match after that, I find it right. more, more intriguing, but mm-hmm. whatever, this is how they did it, um, it didn't, it didn't work for me, because it's like, I already know he's going to wrestle, so like, what the fuck's a powerbomb? Um, but yeah.
3: Yeah, but to me, I don't think he's really wrestling. I thought well, based on everything that they told us, I was like it's going to be a cinematic, cinematic match. Cinematic match. And then when and he went out there and took cinematic
2: matches? No. Not me, I wouldn't. If I was t- why, why the fuck would I bump into this? <laughs> I, I, like,
0: I think, you know, I think the Undertaker took how come, bumps. How come it,
2: every time we communicate about the kind of wrestling you wanna do, Josh, I'm just less and less, like, enthused for you, how your career was? I'm like, bro, you don't wanna do shit! Now this dude up ass motherfucker, I wanna watch this shit, He's my whole boss support! But god yeah, damn!
0: This man about to be a headlock master, bitch!
3: Every time we're like working out in class, Same I'll be reason. like, I'll be like the last one doing like our sets or whatever, and I'm like, how many we're we supposed to do? Fifteen? Like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I, just, I didn't want to do too many. Oh my <laughs> god! <gosh.
2: laughs> Self snitching.
3: Just I got yeah. My nickname is just enough because I do just enough. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I didn't think he was gonna take a bump. I mean, they got crashes yeah, and sh- I was shit like that. Oh, it was. scary I just
2: as fuck. I one. I guess because I didn't know it was a cinematic match. I thought it was like, oh, he's gonna wrestle, so whatever. He's gonna take bumps, and then it's like, oh, he took a bump. Like that, that. That's how it worked for me. That's how it worked out for me. I didn't think he's taking any
3: bumps. He's got spinal stenosis, and so you thought
2: it was gonna be like a- up <laughs> he thought it's gonna be on that Bret Hart program in two thousand ten. Oh
0: man,
3: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Oh man.
3: I mean, he clearly you know, moves better than Brett did at that point, but I just oh, didn't yeah. think he was taking bumps. I thought he was just going to walk I, and
0: crawl. I'm convinced that Sting lied to the WWE and, and he was like, yeah, I don't want y'all to hit. I don't want to get hit in the face with the sledgehammer anymore. So, uh, um, <laughs> he got uh, in the
2: face of the sledgehammer one damn time. Just, that's oh,
0: enough. Ain't it? That's enough. Ain't it?
2: It was, it and he had to either, shake the man's hand actually after he get hit in the face with the sledgehammer. He got hit with the hand that was wrapped around the sledgehammer. Whatever. Uh, like <laughs>
0: I, I, I don't, I don't like sledgehammers. Uh, that, that, that I'm sure there is a no sledgehammer. Uh, you know, as Silver, John Silver alluded to, Sting doesn't fuck with sledgehammers. So he
2: said that
0: it, it, it was like on BT they were trying to recruit Sting. <laughs> they were talking about the idea of it, and, and uh, I believe Reynolds <laughs> had like hilarious. a a sledgehammer or something he was like hey don't bring that like
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh yeah very interesting um uh, so up next
2: i'm still trying to figure out what the fuck that throne was doing there at uh double or nothing <laughs> still trying to figure that shit out why <laughs> <laughs> oh listen you know remember uh the aesthetic what, what was it uh Remember, like, some of those broken, um, broken hardy matches where he's like, Oh, it's that da- it's a dilapidated boat. It's like, Oh, it's a throne. Like, what? What? What are you doing here? I don't understand. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um, so up next, um, uh, Eddie Kingston cut a promo about the main event. He said, Mosley is a demon. He needs to get rid of the most. Can't get rid of Mossley by drinking, by pills or with women. So he needs to get rid of him by beating him. Tweaking. Be 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 a long time before that happens sir you you, you might as well like become friends with him and try to tag team with them, which I think one day will happen so up next um, Kenny Omega Don Callis and Michael Nakazawa went to the kids park Um, Kenny was reading them a story uh, because the kids love Kenny Omega uh, as you know they demonstrated uh, he was reading a story from the Young Bucks book he read about January 4th 2018 where him and Chris Jericho at the Tokyo Dome caused business to greatly increase. Then um, Don Callis told Kenny that it's time to leave. Kids still wanted to play with Kenny, but he had to go. They were told that they could play with Michael Nakazawa. They said they hate Michael Nakazawa, and they all beat him up.
3: Yeah. Um, I-, I thought that this skit was like it- – it was cute. You know, it had like – and. Like, had insider stuff and all that. I just didn't see the point of it. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, it was just goofy.
2: <laughs> just, it, it, yeah, it's just goofy. Yeah. I've, look, I've seen Kenny do worse with Michael Nagazawa during talking segments, so whatever. Um, I mean, it is on his worst behavior around Michael Nagazawa.
0: Um, so after that we got the Young Bucks against Santana and Ortiz and this was awesome up until like towards the end of the match like the first half of this match was like incredible like lightning fast work both teams pulling out innovative offense PMP in particular everything was so smooth fast and crisp like it was like Damn, I want to see, like, do, I, I like this, like, better than their pay per view match, kind of. Um, I, I did. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, and it was kind of a shock finish, like, that, that they did where, um, the one of the Bucks, like, I believe it was Nick caught, um, uh, Ortiz slipping, essentially, and then Ortiz was like, I can't believe that fucking happened. And, um, the Bucks, uh, parents were ringside. So, of course, they ended up doing, like, a big beat down on them. But what did you guys think about this whole thing?
3: Uh, I thought this match was awesome. I thought – I mean, I pretty much echo the same sentiments that you had. Uh, Everyone, like, had their working shoes on. Um, Many times I've watched uh, PMP uh, with my girlfriend, and she's just not a fan of theirs. And I don't understand why, because I'm like, they're incredible. But I think it has something to do with the aesthetic. Just, like, they don't – to her, she doesn't think they look like stars. They just kind of look like – goons in you know the inner circle which is kind of what they are mm-hmm. but then she was like oh they're really good and i was like yeah they're one of the best tag teams that are out there <laughs> <laughs> so i think that th- they've had some standout performances you know matches with the Bucks. you know the, the match with uh uh best Beth friends friend. in the parking lot-, lot brawl but this was kind of like this is the first time that i felt like i was seeing the the guys from impact that i know about you know
2: yeah I- i'm kinda kinda like how like Every so often on this show, you have like thrown shade at, at Megan. You just like, oh, she, her taste, boo, thumbs down. Like every so often, even you you thrown that out here. Just just, just for the record, I, I peep what you're doing. Anyway,
3: she has so. she has good taste. She's dating me. <laughs>
0: Clip that.
2: Moving Clip that. On. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Um, oh, yeah. very, very good action. It, it was weird because looking thinking of NXT from um, from um, Wednesday as well. It's like there were the main event also had the same thing. Where it's like he had these great workers, had the work shoes on, doing having like fast, fluid, quick wrestling or whatever else. And a match. He was like, I wish it went longer. Damn it. Uh, both both situations. Like very fun match. Um I wanna see it again, obviously. And maybe that was the point of doing it so fast that you want to see it again and you don't and you don't feel like, you know, uh the loss is like a hundred percent um it doesn't really sinking in the way like a definitive you know, big match would have would have been. Maybe that's what,
0: but, what the point was. Especially when you Bus gear was hard as fuck. Um they they did like a beat down with the inner circle. They were beating on um Nick and Matt. So Mega uh Anderson gals were watching backstage, and they did the spoof of WWE where they were watching at a weird angle. Kenny was dressed like a pirate. I've also heard him dress. Uh, I heard someone on Twitter say he was dressed like an undercover cop at Woodstock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this shit was funny. He had, he had the boots on, uh, that the, the ass kickers, and uh, some jeans, and then, like, the pirate shirt. Is just more ridiculous by the week. Fucking hilarious. Um and they basically took their time coming out. Omega grabs uh gets kind of stopped by Callus. Al- out in there and take their time as like they're beating the fuck out of the bucks. Brandon color comes out uh, to save the bugs but he gets destroyed 200. uh by Hager. And after that, Jericho has a Nick in the Lion Tamer. Matt's uh MJF puts Matt in the arm bar bucks were tapping and then gallows and anderson came out to make the save and after that jericho was yelling at mr buck and mr buck shoved uh jericho which was fucking hilarious you know jericho always r- trying to fight somebody's parents or shit like that
2: yeah and also like jericho about as old as that man too so
0: <laughs> maybe
2: another part maybe why, why does mr jackson look like bruce jenner
0: Bruce um,
2: jenner not trying to make any funny jokes, but he looks like a motherfucker, but he does look like the motherfucker on, on the Wheaties box. He really did. And I was like, wow, that no one's, I wonder if he was brought that up to him because it was,
0: yeah, I, I've never, I, I never thought of that. Um, but it, it was good to see the, 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 composer of all the great music on being the elite, uh, finally show up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after that, upset um, they didn't get heat on the, on the, on the dad. Uh, I mean, they, they, Jericho yelled at him and they beat his that, kids that, that, up in that, front that's of not him. what
2: I mean? I mean, like heat on the dad, similar to when we were talking about Cody and, and, um, and getting, heat getting on the dog. Heat on the dog. Heat on the dog. Like, <laughs> I thought we were going to get heat on the dad. I thought we were going to get some, uh, some John senior, some John Cena, uh, senior, uh, type of heat, <laughs> you know.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I, I didn't see that personally, but, uh, I guess, yeah, they could have got some heat on the dad you know um after that uh, cody and brandy did their pregnancy reveal and i was like what the fuck is this because i thought this was going to take up like a bunch of time but wow. it only ended up going like yeah it ended up only going 30 seconds and cody went to commentary
3: you know what i noticed every time cody's uh music starts there's always like splashing like liquid and it's red and i'm always uh-huh. like that's so fitting because this man loves the blade um,
1: <laughs> god damn it
3: <laughs> but, but this time it started it started pink and I know that it never starts pink it's always red because he likes to blade and I was like oh that's the gender reveal they made it pink because he's having a girl <laughs>
2: wow I yeah um just a quick simple thing I think that like um, as a standard uh, practice like uh, gender reveals are kind of eh but whatever they did it they and whatever he was happy so that was good like you know a lot or one of the biggest reasons why like gender reveal is kind of like i don't know what's the point of this it's like we're in a misogynistic society and like when you had that dude talking about i don't want a boy and go blue and all other shit and all of a sudden that peak come out you see the boo-boo face it's like all right so now you gotta show this to your daughter like eight years from now and be like see how bummed out i was that i thought you were gonna have a pee and you don't like so uh, so whatever. Like he was happy so good so good for them.
0: Yeah. Um up next they showed Dory Funk Jr. and Marty Funk in the crowd, his wife. Um shouts out to Terry Funk who sent out a tweet this week uh saying good luck to Moxley and Kenny in their death match. Oh my fucking God. It's pretty funny. Uh check it out. Uh, Dory Funk Jr. there, you know, I, I imagine that David Meltzer loved this because he loves Dory Funk Jr.
2: John, is Terry. I heard you I heard he have a tough <laughs> match. Just wanted to reach out and hope, wish you the best. Like, that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> I,
0: I really wish Terry Funk could like... Could come in or do something the like. Last time be- I saw before him, the death match,
2: the last time I saw him was the build up to WrestleMania Thirty Two with um, Moxley or no, like yeah, Bros and um and um and uh, Lesnar. Lesnar. That's the last time I remember. He's like, and if I, he's like, you're the best in America. And he's like, and if I had a if, you know if I had a son, I would be just like you. If I had a daughter, and he walks off off screen, I fucking howled. <laughs> like, <laughs> Terry Funk was still so fucking hilarious in 2016.
0: Yeah. Um yeah i i would really like to see to see that um uh and moxley's given we'll, we'll talk about it later but of course we got the, death, the announcement of the death match but moxley's given interviews like uh, on observer radio basically saying yeah man you know a lot of times they wanted us to to build up all this crazy shit that we was never actually gonna do but like i ain't gotta worry about that like we we bought the like <laughs> wow the fuck out <laughs> It was
2: like you think of the match they had before at full gear uh, in 2019. It was like, oh god, I'm more, uh. like I, I'm never gonna get like the actual classic wrestling match between those two.
0: I, I thought you? about that. I thought I thought about that, but like dude, w- it, it's gone too far.
2: That's the match I wanted, man. And then like you know the the elbow got you know got had to get drained again, and then like we got. That barbaric shit four Gear two years ago, and now forgetting This is like, bro. The next match they finna gonna have is gonna be like a a gun match. They
0: a gun yes, match. Yes,
2: put them out in the Hardy compound with two double, with two uh sawed off shotguns, and they just go nuts. That's the match next. That's a that's a, that's, so. a, that's a real blow off.
0: So is it like a ladder match and then the gun is on top? The winner gets to use the gun, no, or you get to climb up and use the gun, or they just start the match with the guns?
2: No, it is two killers put out in the woods with guns, and (laughs) the first person that gets shot and killed loses.
3: (laughs) So, so a duel, a
2: gun match no ain't no do ain't no take you know ain't no take uh ten paces and turn around or it's quickest to the draw its it's just it's just who's the first person to get hit with hot shit loses
0: who who got the fire you know um so up next we got f t r against the side L brothers so um
2: take it away
3: josh
0: uh, yeah all you josh,
3: yeah, so I haven't uh seen them in a little bit because i've been uh I, I've been having an uh, inner ear issue, but I actually talked about that today. I'm going back to class Thursday, so that's good. Why are you laughing?
0: Nice.
2: nice. I forgot that I was on camera.
0: <laughs> that man got flare.
2: <laughs> no, like, every time you say you had an inner ear thing, I'm saying to you, oh, that wasn't cussed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was not
3: concussed, so, so, I can assure so, you.
2: So, so for me, I was like, I thought about it again. It was like, oh, that man's cussed. I started busting out laughing, and I beat my mic, and then like, why are you laughing at me, I'm like, oh, that makes me funny, playing joke, like, yes, Josh has told us that he has not been trading the rest for a while, because of, ear thing, and I'm like, oh, this boy's cuss. that man, that man bangs his head on that mat, and, you know, he's in a dark room somewhere, trying to listen to soothing sounds, and low tones, and shit, he, he no. but, you know, get well soon, though, Josh,
3: no, I feel fine. I just – I have bad allergies and stuff like that. Uh, but it's been handled. I took my steroids, took my uh, antibiotics. I'm and, yeah, I'm on the gas, so I'm good oh, to go. God. But uh, this match, I really, really, really like this match. I felt like um, the the match that happened earlier on the show was clearly the better match. But this was sort of like – and that was like a more modern match. This was sort of more like a high-end version of like – a territory style like, um, Southern tag and you kind of, and clearly mm-hmm. like that's what FTR are good at, but I don't think they always have the right team to kind of like bring out the fast paced, you know, baby face action. And that's sort of what Matt, uh, Matt and Mike were able to do, uh, very cohesively. I've, I've trained with Mike, but I've actually never seen a match of Mike. So I didn't know. I mean, I assumed it'd be good, but I didn't know what to expect. And, uh, they gave him a lot of shine, which is really cool. And, um, You know, this, this reminded me of like the four horsemen against like the fantastics or something like that. It was really, really cool. And, um, I, and in fact, you know, I think it was probably one of my favorite like FTR matches, uh, in AEW. I I mean, everyone says they're good and I guess like I go in the past, but this is like one of the first times for me that I felt like I was watching the guys that we used to watch on NXT wrestle American Alpha where it felt Mm -hmm. like, oh, they're stringing their shit together really well. Like they used to. So I I thought the match was great, and I'm also glad to kind of see, like, you know, Matt, I think they want to do something with him, but I don't know what it is, and I hope they bring Mike back because then at least he has. I know that they're, like, they have a lot of tag teams, but at least he's kind of got, like, a unit or something like that, Mm -hmm. so I think that'd be cool, but I don't don't know where they could go with it long term.
2: Yeah, I, I like the match. It just feels short. It was really short, so... Um, But But they but they put a lot in a short amount
0: of
3: time.
2: Yeah, I did enjoy the action. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So no Tully uh, there because Tully is in Texas. Uh. But Tully will be back next week. Lost in the Sting Talk. Tully Blanchard is wrestling. Uh. Next week.
3: I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's wrestling, and I don't really. uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) Wrestling who? He
0: he's in the six man.
2: He's in the six man. Oh my fucking
0: god! With uh, Jurassic Express. And so how about, you how about him it's,
2: it's, a, it's a regular trios match though, right? It's not like a tournament yeah. type. Okay, whatever. He's, he'll get in and like do a couple spots with like Marco stunt, and yeah. it'll probably it'll make it'll make Jim Cornette want to die. But yeah, all right.
3: How about this for for you saying I slighted my girlfriend all episode? She told me she was like, you know, Tully's wrestling, and I was like, no, he's not. She's like, yes, he is, and I said, there is no way that they would <laughs> have Tully Blanchard wrestle. <laughs> you are mistaken. And then and then she pulled it out and showed me, and I was completely wrong, and I was flabbergasted.
2: I I didn't know he was wrestling, but now that you mentioned, but because I, I it slipped my mind, the um, Jurassic Express thing, but it makes sense, and it's like, we've seen him get involved with a bunch of these matches, and, like, the knees, look, his knees are better than Asano's knees. <laughs> so, for me, like, you know, he'll do a couple things with Marco Stunt, and that'll be fun, um, but yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen like you know, we had he had Rock and Roll Express. We we had um we had Ricky Morton do a fucking um, was it Canadian Destroyer? Yeah, yeah. Like so yeah, they'll they'll, they'll send old timers out there to uh, to get it done.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's really really
0: old. <laughs> he's, like yeah, he's up there yeah. with the red light.
2: Yeah, I know he's. I think
3: what, that this 60s? is asking
0: late sixties, sixty seven. Yeah, he
3: looks old, he looks older than that. I think like with COVID yeah, and everything. I think they're really asking for trouble. I, he I mean,
2: I'm... he's doesn't look older than Flair. Come on now, Flair's like what seventy one. Flair looks old as fuck too. It, I'm sad seeing right. Flair but they don't the look TV. as old as Flair though. Not not far off.
3: Mm. Hey, here's the thing. I'm gonna give him like the. I'm sure they probably know what they're doing. They probably have something safe planned. I assume, but it's a ba- I, to me, it's kind of a bad look. Like we saw Jerry Lawler almost die on television. Like I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, um, maybe he like, does. Does
3: La- the bike pile driver of that
2: was working against him? No. So. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, if it was I- karma, then why didn't he die? Yeah. I-,
0: oh, yeah, I just like to. I just like to mention that the first Blanchard to wrestle in AEW is Tully. <laughs> and not tussle. Uh,
2: oh, God. What if this is the <laughs> who, who would have seen that what, coming?
0: What, is, what if this is the gateway? I think that would have already happened.
3: That's if you don't count all in, which I kind of do.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 Then that's Ring of Honor. It's under, it's under paper. Show.
0: Oh, it, so it, it is. So we got the uh, main event. One of the great, like, just, like, years later, just fucking hilarious, hoodwinked. But, um, we saw Moxley Phoenix and Lance Archer, uh, take on The Butcher and the Blade and Eddie Kingston. Um, and this was an awesome, another awesome main event. Uh, Ray Phoenix out of his mind. Lance Archer, the babyface in peril, which is funny. Um, because he's like six, seven. Um, and I, I thought it was a lot of, you know, uh, I, I think Eddie did like one of those, uh, suplexes I like. One of those Kenneth Kibachi style suplexes. Um, I gotta say, man, I know it's Bloodsport. I know it's, like, out of a movie. I don't like the Butcher's new gear. I
2: I don't even remember what he what he dressed. I like. don't even know what you're talking about. He,
0: he has, like, the red sash on with, like, the oh, black kind of pants.
2: yeah, he looks like he's, like, running from the Bulls and Pamplona and shit.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it's not quite not quite him for me.
3: I I don't know. I just always felt like he was on fuck shit, so I, I don't pay attention to how he's dressed.
2: Uh, you got to remember, he, like, Richard Rashley loves the butcher.
3: I know. I know he does. <laughs> you,
0: know, you know, Big Bush, another main event here, you know, it's just going oh well God. when Big Bush is around. <laughs> you know? Oh, um, man. Yeah, so this was awesome. Uh, and they ended up, uh, Marcy ended up using the paradigm shift after he no sold a fucking hurricane, uh, from Eddie King. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he beat him. And then, um, well, at I the end,
2: that was just a spinning back fist, you know. Eddie King. Yeah, yeah. Look, look winners have Uricans. not, <laughs> not. <laughs> can we, can we talk about it now? Uh, talk about what? with that per- look I don't know what Eddie Kingston got going on I believe that he's literally in the back telling people I want you pin me like I feel like he's back there telling Tony pin me no not them pin me I'm the guy to take this a falls like bro he's 3 and 8 on pay-per-view and in, in TV on Dynamite and pay-per-view he's 3 and 8 like and it feels like you know we talked about this. Like, what his last win, I don't... His last win was against Archer. That's because, like, Archer whooped his ass for, like, 90% of the match, and then the goons assembled and, and, and stole him one. It's like... Can can can, can this man get, like... Can, he can't be the mid Carter. Can he be the mid Carter?
0: <laughs> nah, man. It, 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 that's not for you, baby. I guess not. I guess not. Um, and... At the end, uh, we got Kenny that came out there with the Good Brothers. Good Brothers start beating on John Moxley's ass, holding him, and then Kenny Omega cuts this psychotic promo. Looks like he's fresh off a line. Um <laughs> and it, The promo's really good, too, where he says he wants Moxley in an exploding barbed wire death match. And I'm like, I didn't know we did these in this country. And I was like... This is going to be crazy. They have a fucking stadium sitting right there. They can do it. I'm really into this. Um, I know the traditional match. I'm sorry. I'm taking this exploding barbed wire death match. Like I, it's never happened in America before. So like I'm, I'm going with that.
2: It has just not on a major scale. Oh, Okay, yeah, yeah definitely some CZW motherfuckers have done this. Definitely, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um, what yeah, the I'm,
0: fuck is, is about to happen?
2: I, I mean, I, I think Kenny's winning, but somebody, somebody might get out, or somebody might get gasoline pouring for all we know, man.
3: I mean, it's probably most likely gonna be both of these guys are big time fans of the original traditional style. Um, exploding barbed wire death match—the ones
2: that. uh Did you say the original traditional style of exploding barbed wire death match?
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, the great traditions of, of, of exploding, of blowing a bitch up.
2: Yeah, like there there used to be rules and decorum, like when he said <laughs> the murder match. What? No, uh, to
3: an extent. To an extent, this is a real thing. I'm not even okay. like joking with you. That's wild. So, So, I mean, no, basically, like, a lot of deathmatch wrestling today has kind of devolved into just, like, you know, a bunch of stunts where people are just trying to, you know, out-tough one another and just blow – you know, hurt themselves and do stupid shit because they can't work. And for the most part, that's what a lot – a lot of what you see, especially in the American deathmatch indie scene. But, like, what Mox as well as, like, Kenny are a fan of, they like what Onita used to do, which is extremely, like, logical – and psych- psycholo- psychology based death matches. And that's what the FMW matches were back in the day. Like they would tease the spots and build to them, build to them, build to them until finally, boom, you'd get a big, you know, blow up and then another one and then another one. They'd build upon each other and it felt epic and almost cinematic in nature. That's what this is probably going to be like, um, and also it's probably going to be relatively safe because most of the explosions were just pyro, you know, which isn't like you know safe, but it's not going to be like gasoline and fire and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna, I was, I was it's gonna, it's gonna be probably pretty. Uh, I, I don't know what the word is, but you know, Aim not. Up. Not tame. It's I'm, it's I'm sure they're gonna bi-
0: yeah. So well, they're
3: gonna have big explosions, but like I don't think that they're gonna be at that much risk. Like I I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be exciting, but this is probably gonna be their like love letter to FMW.
0: Wow, man, they're they're giving us stuff I didn't even know I wanted. What now, exploding barbed wire? LeBron, after I've been talking about death matches all these months, this is like the result of it.
3: I did kind of get into uh, a little bit of an argument with someone online. Um, I I won't name any names. But, you know, to me, the only thing I have a problem with this at all is the logic of it doesn't 100% jive with me. Mm -hmm. I sort of get what what, um, Omega's whole thing –
0: Rematch clause, yeah.
3: Yeah, Kenny pretty much was just like, hey, uh, you're going to keep chasing me, so let's just settle it in the biggest way possible. I get that. But it felt like because Mox was chasing him, why would he pick – one of Mox's matches, why would he challenge Mox to, you know, an exploding barbed wire death match? It well, kind of came out of nowhere.
2: Well, their first, their lights out match was Omega losing a Moxley match, and he's probably still, and remember, he, at that point in time, the bill was Moxley murders uh, Janella, and then Kenny wrestles Janella um, on dark in a lights out match to prove that he, he's actually made, cut out for that against Moxley, and then he ultimately fails. He's still caught up on trying to beat his man in his own game because he's a he's an asshole heel. I'd be fine with that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just don't feel like they've said that. That's true.
0: Well, what they've, I think they've done. They've had um, they had that match a couple weeks ago, like the, that lice out <coughs> match. I, it feels like a natural escalation point. I just don't think they've framed it in like flashing lights, like "hey," <laughs> but it's like progressively gotten more like heated. Yeah, like between. The,
2: yeah, like the violence has gotten to that point to where it's like, yeah, you want to name some big blow-off type of match involving death in the word like in the word of the match, like fine by me. Um, like I popped when I heard exploding because I was like, they're going to explode uh, Bad deathmatch, my first name was like, this is tamism, but whatever. <laughs> Look, it's still, it's still exploding death, so it's like, whatever works for me. Uh, like, me personally, I, I really would've... Um, I still, like, whenever, you know, I don't know how long it takes to get to it, I still want a fucking regular rules match between them two, but, you know, I guess for the next, you know, once a year, for the next, like, four years, they're gonna be doing, like, crazy shit, like, they might do a fucking, uh, scaffold match, <laughs> they eventually do between these idiots, but whatever, um, I, I, is there gonna be a match that, like, I'm gonna wanna watch, ever again after I that watch initially? Probably not, I've never watch it, that, um, that, that horrifying, um, full- Full not full uh, full gear lights out match that they did. Like that the that it was it was it made me look away from the T V too often. So um this is probably another one of those. I'll watch it, I'll be like, that was a great match, never wanna watch it again, but I'm into it for now.
0: I wanna know what their outfit's gonna be like. Is my John Mason gonna show up smoking like Onita who's wearing the <laughs> black jacket? <Is> <laughs> who's been wearing the Onita jacket for fucking like a month now? Um I want to know the aesthetics of this. Is it going to happen in the stadium? Like there's I so imagine, much like shit that like, Jack stadium. Yeah. Well, I hope
3: they do like the time bomb with it because, uh, that's like one of the big FMW gimmicks was not just that. Like when you got thrown and the shit, it exploded, but that there was a timer and it would count down. And if mm-hmm. the match didn't end before the no. timer, it would explode on both of them, you know? And that was all, that was always like a big part of those big FMW matches. And like, I got a feeling they're going to do that.
0: Yeah, straight out of Fire Pro, like because yeah, I had, had tons of exploding bar wire death matches in, in Fire Pro. It's very fun. um I yeah, man, what <laughs> this is this is incredible. Like I like, I didn't know like yeah, like what is Tony Khan yo Tony Khan's on another fucking level doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what, you, I, I don't know what to
3: prepare for now with him. You shared that tweet. Someone uh, out there was like, you know, this man like bamboozled everyone into thinking like they were getting like all Japan and like strong style when in reality like this man's been prepping to get like IWA and FMW off yes. the ground. Like that's what he really is all about. You
0: know. Like like they did Mox and uh Ken, they did a big Japan high budget deathmatch last <laughs> time, and now they're gonna go straight to FMW. On you boys. Wow. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's AEW. Man.
2: Oh, man, I'm going to be qu- uh, real quick, NXT, because I, I got to tell you guys something. Um, there was one good ass match on NXT. Um, it was triple, th- or a uh, trios match where it was, um, Dunn and working in Birch versus. O'Reilly and, uh, Valor and strong. And they had their work. They were working their asses off. And then it was like, Oh yeah, let's go home in like 11 minutes. So sort of the main event, I'm like, fuck. So and I look up and like, why are seven matches on this damn card? And I, and then like what I ended up doing was I ended up going to, um, the results page on cage match. And adding up all of the match time, bell to bell, and rounding up for anything that goes over um, on, on seconds, I'm like, why is this, you know, two-hour show with an overrun, you know, so that's like 130-some minutes, like, why did I only get, like, 45 minutes of wrestling?
0: And this was fresh off of their takeover that ha- they had a positive reception. Yeah. They, they came out here and did a lot of talking, you're saying, on the show?
2: I mean, no, it's just like, you look up and you're like, how come none of these matches peak in the way that, like, NXT television used to? And obviously there's a lot to do with their, some of their changes as far as, like, adjusting to um, no audience or with a piss-poor audience when they have two dozen people there clapping while you have, you know, the Thunderdome, there mini many Thunderdome around them, but it's like, this is an hour, this is a two hour, sh- this two hour show with an overrun, throwing the commercial breaks. It's like an hour and a half, hour, 30 minutes of of TV time, and mm-hmm. I only got 45 minutes of wrestling. And then, I, and then I was like, huh, I wonder, let me go back to before, like, like. so I went to, you know, February 20th or whatever else, tw- 2019 for it to end up on TV, right?
1: hmm
2: that's when it was an hour no commercial breaks right half the show was or on a 60 minute show 30 minutes was bell time and I look at Dynamite from this week it's a you know half the time was bell time look at I, th- I looked at the last starting or the last uh, regular Shikibu, uh or road to level show for for stardom you know, those shows are normally like an hour and 40 minutes in time. Look at their bell time. Half the time is bell time. Or half the time is match time. So I'm like, when did this change? And, like, what, you know, when did this change? And, like, is this the reason why, like, the show or the, the matches aren't, don't peak like they used to? And, like, all this other stuff start questioning or whatever else. Like, obviously, a small anecdotal stuff or whatever else, but it's like it is it is a, it's a film. me was like, why does seven Magic on the seven on a on a hour and a half long show or whatever else and like nothing goes more than like fourteen minutes. You know? Um but anyway, um show starts out with O'Reilly coming out. He wants answers. Um Roger comes out. He's furious. He says I don't he starts cussing. They had to bleep him out, uh for him cussing at Roddy saying, I don't want you. I want Adam Cole. I want answers from Adam Cole. Um so then Balor comes out, Balor's uh pissed and says, You want you if you want O'Reilly, if you want uh Cole, you gotta get in line behind me, I trust you, I don't trust uh after Cole kicked me, I don't trust him, and I don't trust uh Roddy either. So Roddy and um and Kyle. Balor start no Roddy and Balor start arguing and all of a sudden out out comes <laughs> Done. Done. And the rest of the blokes and they and they start fighting. They immediately threw uh, Roddy into the uh, into the barricade, and then they basically start like uh, using numbers game on just uh, Roddy, not Roddy, but uh, Balor and and um, Kyle. So then um, they end up like lighting them up, and then uh, we end up getting an announcement that they're going to be in the main event in a, a trios match. So. Then after that, we end up getting um, a rematch from the semifinal of the uh, Dusty, or the Women's Dusty Cup. We end up getting Ember and Shotzi versus uh, Candice and in Indy, and this match was played for Johnny to go on commentary and put up like wanted posters or lost and found posters for Awesome Theory. Where's Awesome Theory? Just commentary. <laughs> Where's Awesome Theory? Um, the the is played like as as just like a joke for trying to do funny commentary, which it was funny, but it was like, well alright, well, we just got nothing match. And so all of a sudden gotta go back. Gotta go back. Back when they did the Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis House of Horrors match, um when he got kidnapped to the House of Horrors, um, there was a white windowless van this white windless van then showed up in the middle of the match, and they cut to it in the middle of fucking action, out of rest hole, not coming to commercial break, or going to commercial break, in the middle of action. They cut uh, to the back of uh, the PC, see this co- this windless van pull up. Obviously, you think, oh yeah, that's the van from the from the hollow scream shit that uh, Loomis did back in October. Uh-huh. Awesome theory is in there. Gargano gets up and leaves and goes out there. They go to come back commercial break. Johnny's out there looking around for Loomis. Can't find them. They go back to the ring. Um, I don't, you can't keep track of the story because they're so worried about this fucking, um, van. Uh, next thing you know, Johnny, while Indy is a legal person, Johnny shows up on the ramp with Austin Theory wearing different clothes than what he was wearing when he got kidnapped on Sunday, which means, uh, your boy got changed, which is like violation major violation uh and he had a he had a uh austin theory had a um a sack over his head pulls off the sack and he was like it's me you found me he, he had zip ties around his legs and his and his uh wrist or ankles and wrists so as they pull off the after as they revealed that johnny has found austin theory Candace runs off the, from out of the fight or from the ring, uh, area and runs up the ramp to join them and celebrate. Indy is in the ring still legal person is smiling and happy that, that Osmond found. She eats a finisher and gets pinned. Uh, so it's like, so this match is nothing. This is a comedy gag for, um, for, for Johnny. It was funny, but it was like, alright, well, like, I wanted, I wanted some no BS. <laughs> Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Like
0: Dexter that, yeah. Loomis. Yes, thank you. Kidnapping a bitch. Yes. Uh,
2: so then we get Pat McAfee inside of a private plane and he glows and talks about how I told you Adam Cole was a piece of shit. Y'all didn't want to believe me. I was right. And to celebrate my rightness, we will start the trend on Twitter, hashtag Pat was right. And then it talks about the IWC, and he said, "You guys would have understood this if you guys weren't idiots." But and I was ahead of y'all, but y'all would have gotten. And while I'm sitting there, I'm watching. I was like, "Bro, Adam Cole has always not been shit. You were just a worst piece of shit for like a month or two, or for two uh, cycles. Like, I never, I Adam Cole never turned baby face. He just was dealing with a worse asshole. Uh, so whatever. Um, so then." We end up getting, uh, Kashida in the, in the weight, in the training room. Um, he is banged up, but he is, ha- but he is still clear to wrestle. So as he's talking to a trainer about that, in comes Bronson Reed and says that, look, man, I see you're banged up, you know, keep your head on the swivel, people out here to take advantage of you. But I want to let you know that, like, you know, I know you're not done with Johnny, but I too am coming after the North American title. But, you know, respect. So they, they bump fists or whatever else. And, and then all of a sudden, you see in the background, you see somebody reading a newspaper, sitting down in the background. All of a sudden, you see that newspaper closed, and you see Michael Bivens with the biggest fucking smile on his face, like, I done hit a lick. He runs up, he says, Kashida, what you doing here, man? So he goes like, hey, you know, you, I saw you banged up for the magic, great match, whatever else, but you know, my client, Russ Cole, he's looking for some, uh, for, for a challenge. And, you know, seeing that you're still medically cleared, I, w- I just want to see if you had the co- the fighting comp- uh, spirit tonight. So, he, you know, he's trying to pick the, pick the scraps up on the Kashida. So, they end up getting Tyler Russ versus Kushida later on in the show. So then, uh, you end up getting uh, Leon Ruff versus Swerve. And Swerve is playing this shit as a joke, like Come on, this guy really? This guy on
0: comment- the former champion,
2: right? On commentary, they're pointing out that Leon Ruff is shouldn't be getting this shouldn't be dismissed like this because he is a former North American champion. Um, and bad news, Barrett points out, like, but that's because he's been handed these opportunities out of nowhere. He did nothing to earn that title shot. He got picked on a fucking random wheel by Johnny, and he got it. Like, look at someone like Swerve, or whatever else, like he got one opportunity ever and then they close the door on him and like in that and they're like look how talented this dude is this, this sucks so MASH continues he gives uh he beats leon ruff's ass like in between giving him a couple hope spots of spectacular hope spots or whatever else and then the end um leon ruff rolls up swerve swerve Freaks, well, he doesn't blow his stack, but like he does the I'm hot, but I'm trying to play it cool type thing. He gets up, shakes his hand, and then stomps a mud hole in Leon Ruff. Um, and then as he goes up the ramp, he, he says the same thing that was that kind of way Bear was echoing. is like, you're a joke. You keep getting opportunities. Where's my opportunity? Or whatever else. As he's going back up the ramp. Um, it sounds like he's right. Because <laughs> he is.
0: Um, Opportunities
2: Yeah, more opportuni- opportunity guy WWE um, So Then we end up getting Casey Canzaro versus, in, uh Kane Carter versus uh, Aliyah and Jessica Mea. This was super duper short Basically they beat the hell out of uh, uh, ro- the Robert Stone brand and then out comes Xia Lee with um, Boa Casey walks up the ramp and says hey, you know, last week was really weird with uh, the mystical mystical person or whatever else but... The dragon! Know, <laughs> but... When <I, laughs> uh. you say the dragon, I'm thinking of dragon Cisco. Release <laughs> the Dragon from so, dragon. So she's like, look man, I know it's weird, but you know, we go back and you know, I trust you I, I trust you, Zaya, so like just, just talk to me like you don't you well how come you're not talking to this community is what the fuck's going on, which is like how, you know, when something weird and shit like this will happen, like that's how you actually talk to someone you who knows, like what the fuck's going
0: on. Why don't on? she watch the show? So,
2: she should watch the show. That, that she got brain she got abducted and brainwashed? Yeah, that that would help. Yeah. Um but anyway, so <laughs> then um so then Zai. so then she she reaches out to to Zia's hand and Zaya takes her hand and then like she puts the mark on her hand that, like, uh, that, like the, the homie Shafu put on, uh, put on Zay and Boa's hand before they got abducted. And she said, "Next week it's me and you." I'm a, and basically like, you're gonna get your ass by this brainwashed Zaya that you still trying to call a friend. Uh, so that was that. So then we end up getting commercial. Then we come back commercial break. We end up getting um, Beth Phoenix in the ring, puts over the history of the Dusty Cup. Talks about the you know the women's uh, coming into part history now, and brings out MSK. Um, they do this I'm trying to new day new day ish type of promo where they're like kind of like ah shucks, but like being fun and like interactive with like or trying to be interactive with these two dozen fans. <laughs> so, um, so then. And also with Beth, like they they both hugged Beth, you know, whatever else. And then all of a sudden they bring out um, Raquel and and Dakota, and um, Raquel and Dakota talk about start being more proud about them being the first uh, Dusty Cup uh, Women's winners. And then all of a sudden out you hear Shannon Baylor's music hit, and I'm like, no, they brought Night to fucking full sail. They come down. The crowd, the two dozen chant for for Shayna. They don't say sh- boo or sh- shit for for Nia, <laughs> just like I expected. So, um, face to face, looking at the camera or in in, in the ring, you see uh, Naya and um, Raquel are face to face, and then you see uh, Dakota and Shayna face to face, and Shayna's like Dakota, like. How you doing? Since I used to beat the shit out of you every same time you see like, so, that sort of face. So then, Dakota's like, let me re- let me introduce you to these two, uh, Raquel. You're kind of new here. This is Nia Jax. And this is the person that left after, Ra- after Rhea whooped her ass. So, then Raquel's like, oh, she whooped your ass? Well, check this out. I whooped Raquel, I I wrote Rhea's ass. So what do you think I'll do to you? So then Nia hops in and says, you know, um, I do, re- she says like, you know, as someone, you did just win this Dusty Cup and I was actually here when Dusty was around NXT and she, and he used to say to me, you know, baby, you were the, you were the biggest, most dangerous bitch in the game. Something along the lines of that with a Dusty accent. And, um, Raquel was like look I didn't know Dusty but things have changed basically I'll whoop your ass so um they
0: talked about her whole
2: yes I'm getting to that so then she made some reference to uh as a dismount also while they're doing all this tense stuff and talking you know making all the jokes about like Rhea and whatever else in the background in the corner all of a sudden out of nowhere they cut to the corner and you see Beth and both members, of MSK, with buckets of popcorn, eating the popcorn as they talk shit to each other, doing New Day type shit, is what I mean. So all of a sudden, once Raquel says the line about her whole, uh, <laughs> Wesley like basically like goes into a coma and drops the, the bucket of popcorn and falls to the ground and basically like planks, and 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 they're like, oh, whatever else. And I'm just like. I- Ugh. Like Man. it wasn't like it was a bad line. But it's like, is it,
0: they were they I, they were they gonna run it to the ground? I
2: don't even know about running it to the ground of the thing because it, it had just happened. But it was like, I don't, I, I don't want Raquel talking about people's holes. I don't want Raquel killing motherfuckers. You know, this was one of those things like I, I don't. Given what we see in the character, that's not something she would normally say, right? But whatever, that's just a me thing, I guess. um so Then we end up getting the camera guns video package, the same one that we saw on TakeOver. I I, I delighted watching this thing. Like I, I don't know why I like this this video or like this song and video so much, but it's you know stacking money. 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 Stacking money. I'm gonna stack it up to the moon. Um, so then we get again Kushida versus Tyler Rust. Good ass match. Um, just short, <laughs> just short. They, um, you know, typical. Like, I don't know if you ever seen Tyler Russ Russell before, but like it is kind of like if you think of Pac, if Pac didn't know flying.
3: I, I I'll tell you right now, and not I've, as
2: good, obviously.
3: I I actually think Tyler Russ one of the like best uh, like Matt wrestlers I've ever seen. He is a just great in technical the, wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be one of your tough white men in NXT oh, he for already sure
2: is. he's just on the lower level because he, he does jobs yeah he's yeah. already in it he's already in the, the in the NXT never division he already is yeah,
3: yeah the first the first time I saw him in, in New Japan I was like holy shit who is this guy why has nobody signed him and then he got signed like you know almost immediately
2: yeah Um it's basic, amazing basic story to match is uh, Ru- Russ gets advantage at, at the beginning because obviously she's still beat up from Sunday's match he overcomes it Um, and then ultimately he ends up getting his arm and working over his arm and there's been like, as he was progressively working over Russ's arm, like Russ is getting some great counters in and getting back at him. But ultimately at the end, Kashina ends up slapping on the, uh, the hoverboard lock and Russ wants to fight through it and try to make the ropes. But, um, Bims gets up and immediately, uh, throw, he didn't throw in a towel, but he calls the fight off on his behalf. And it was very similar to the same logic that, um, Brian cage when mo that Brian cage, and Mossy match was like, I'm protecting you from yourself. Um, you might not like it now, but you'll appreciate it in the long run. That sort of thing. Um, and, and it, it like their relationship harkens back to me. Like there's a lot of like Zelina Vegas and Zelina Vega and, um, Andrade. It's just like, I don't think that he'll ever scale up to that level. um, Because obviously, like he's talking for him because he's missing charisma. Uh, But like he can rustle his ass off. Like the the match he's had, like the first match with with the Chomp was 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 good as hell too. Just like got to get him some wins. Got to get him, you know, in in the mix. And it's like you know with them, you know, getting them in the mix is like you got to be around for a year and then they'll do something with you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So then you end up getting um, Zoe Stark in in this uh, squash match. Zoe Stark. Is might be my new favorite toy in NXT. Um this is the first match. She came in, she squashed this woman. She kicked the shit out of her with 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 strikes and and knees and and all types of kicks and forearms and and running and and rope running and whatever else. Like it, it was it was very, very fun. She sold a little bit but like mostly just beat the shit out of her. Um she's like five foot eight. So um From
0: what I hear, they're all in on her
2: look I I don't know what I don't know about her talking or whatever else and also like another thing I looked at her her cage match like she doesn't have much experience in the ring but she's been around for a long time like her first match from like 2014 and then like she had like a num- like maybe like a dozen matches stopped got back into wrestling like 2018 and then like had like 30 matches last year and like has been wrestling since then and got signed here but like Given, you know, she looks, you know, she's she looks almost like a like a like a fitness model build, almost like has the the, the tan and all that, but like she all, but she's just throwing strikes like a fighter or whatever else. Mm. Like she like somebody, uh, she wrestles like somebody you imagine be they would pair with like Sonya Deville almost. Um, mm. yeah. So, but I, she's off a good start. She impressive squash impressive squash so um then you get uh Karrion Cross um gives um Santos Escobar an uh, ultimatum like early in the show um Regal had told us that like you know the match that was announced between Santos Escobar and Cross for this show got moved back one week because of this and then they show a video Escobar like getting in his car and saying like I operate on my time. I'm, he gets, he, he literally gets out of his car, stands up, points it to the, uh, shows the, uh, PC in the backdrop. He's like, I'm leaving. He just drove the fuck off. Like, he ran from a match. So, like, Rigo told him, the match will be next week, and if you don't show up next week, I'm stripping you of the, of the, of the, uh, Cruiserweight title. So, um, Flash- why <laughs> huh? would you go give it to cross? Like, no, nah, it was like, Hey, I, I ordered, or I, I am, the, you, you usurp my power as the GM because you are trying to be cute or whatever else. You're trying to play my games, or whatever else or, or whatever. I don't appreciate this shit. I made a match. I just basically had to, you know, bilk it because of, uh, because of you. So you'd run from this match again. I'm stripping you your title. So, um, cross says basically like, you know, you're playing games, there's nowhere to run come next week i'm whoop ass. Yes, that's more or less what he said, so obviously he put it up and more did it with tarot cards and shit with, with scarlet or whatever else, but that's the gist of it uh whatever. god damn I won't yes, <laughs> <laughs> get i like, i'm I'm summarizing to make for the make time, but like don't forget I'm, I'm but he didn't say it like a normal person he's like nah, he's still on this dark shit so um then we end up getting to um the main event uh the trios match between uh Dunn, lorkin and birch and roddy and uh balor and, and o'reilly excellent match like quick tags in and out on both sides getting their shit in getting it out like mat wrestling ground wrestling striking like it, it was like they it was like a 13 minute match whatever else and they fit like 15, no, not 15, more like 16 minutes worth of shit in it. It's almost like they got their time Kind of like, we ain't changing shit, we're still doing our match. So, um, matches, matches was great and then all of a sudden, um, Adam Cole comes out, um, he, he helps lay out Balor with the ref's back his turn. He lays out O'Reilly by, um, clearing off the top half of the still steps and then giving that man a brain buster on the bottom half of the steps um, in, oh, in, um, Adam Cole, like, he fucked up his back while doing it, by the way. Like, while he, he took it, the bump. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you saw it, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, he basically lands on his back on the edge of the thing, like, dude, like, I don't know what it is with you and, and Damien Priest when it comes to the bottom half <laughs> of these things. Leave that alone. Um, and then, uh, uh, so then, basically, uh, Balor's in there by himself fighting after that's all been cleared out, and then Dunn um, ends up getting a, a pin on um, Balor. So I'm assuming he's getting another rematch. It'll be he'll get two losses the same way that uh, O'Reilly got two losses. Um, but yeah, uh,
0: they'll probably do that March third if yep. I had to take guess.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, so while they were so another part about that uh, about March third while they were building up um, the. Dusty Cup matches between MSK and Lorcan and Birch, and um, Shayna and Naya versus Raquel and Dakota. Both of those matches uh, were were advertised for March 3rd. Um, another thing is like over. The, I haven't mentioned this in the last couple of weeks but like over the last couple of weeks or whatever else like they've been announcing all of, they've been announcing multiple matches a week ahead and two weeks ahead like they're actually Telling you what the fuck's gonna happen on these shows at a time, <laughs> so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, the oh, nice March third is a thing, and it's like, gee, I wonder why is that? Is it because that's the go home show for Revolution? Ding ding ding! That's the reason why. Um, oh, yep. But yeah, like, should be a good ass show. Um, either way, for March third or whatever else. But yeah, Are they
0: want to put the belt back on Adam Cole. God, I hope not. Yeah. Not, well, uh, I don't want to
2: say it like that. Like, but like, he was a champion for a fucking year, almost. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I like especially when it's like, all right, you were planning on putting the shit on Cross. Cross got hurt immediately, and it's like Cross is right back. So now you want to do this thing with Adam Cole, and it's like, and he's a heel. Like, all right, we have a tweener as the champion. The tune up, the two guys that most lurking as it looks like they're next in line to possibly champion. Be like, you're going back to Adam Cole after you just got off off of him. It was as a heel again, and then cross still a heel. Like you want to turn cross face, fine, but more heel stuff. Like come on, come on. Um, but yeah, that was that was NXT. It was a fine show. I sound, was
0: like, Damn, I want some shit to peak. It it, it it doesn't that sound like he sound took like advantage. a fine show. Yeah, the
2: wrestling was the the thing is the wrestling was fine. I'm skimming through this because we just spent like an hour and a half talking about AEW. So like I'm trying to get past because we got to get started.
0: Yeah. Um. You would think they would have came out hotter off of their hot show, but I don't know. You know they're not good with. It, it, historically, are not good with,
2: especially going now that they're on TV on Wednesdays. They're not. Yeah. They're they're they I think only like one once or twice they've ever been good like hitting the ground running right after um, on the show right after. So like that's that's just a, a function of them still being on the at Trinity she shits like. They on the network, I
0: think I remember seeing on my timeline it was like like people were talking about the lack of wrestling through like the first x amount of minutes of the show and stuff like that, and it was like, all right, well, man,
2: hold on i'll I'll go with, I'll go through these matches again, bro, like seven matches, um I'll go through it again, um, bear with me as I pull up this um n x t uh, thing, that... yeah man, it was events. Down. Keep going. Keep going. Like for example, the NXT that I'm ta- that we were just talking about, like he got a seven you got a seven point one on uh on cage match, right? So right thirteen minutes for the for the Indy Hartwell in uh Shotsy match that was played up for Gargano, right? Five God, minutes and thirteen five, minutes. Five and a half it was a good match. It was a decent match. I won't say good match. It wasn't as good as the first match. But anyway. Um Isaiah Scott in, in Swerve goes five five and a half minutes. Uh the squash match for Caden Carter against uh the in um in Casey Ganzara goes two and a half minutes. Kushida and Tyler Ross goes eight minutes. The Zoe, uh the Zoe Stark match goes uh two and a half minutes. Uh the six the trios mash out that I thought was great, uh end up going twelve minutes. Like that's you know what I'm saying? Like wh- what was supposed to be able to peak aside from the main event. The main event you a chance to peak, you only went twelve fucking minutes with six dudes that are all great wrestlers.
1: hmm
2: Like that's a that's why I started this thing off talking about going through NXT and like why in the fuck is forty five minutes of a bell action on an hour and a half long show.
0: Hmm. Well, um, Josh.
2: Yeah, thanks for joining us, Josh. Unless you want to stick around for stardom and just be like, oh, yeah. So you want to, you? I think it's the yeah. appropriate time to drop you off right here. So yeah, this you- is this is
3: this is not really my lane. So I'm going to let you guys have at it. Yes, thank Get you. Plug thank in. you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Uh, you guys can catch my show, Keeping a Strong Style. We record every Tuesday night. We drop every Wednesday morning. Um, follow us on Twitter. We're at ki strong style. You know, you can chat with us on the Discord and on the Reddit. But the main thing is just follow us on Twitter, and uh, you know that's where you can catch us every week.
2: Thanks, man. So. Hell
0: yeah, appreciate you coming on, man. All right, see you guys. But without further ado, James, hit the music.
2: Okay, so um, we are going to be talking about the uh, Valentine's Weekend Cork and Hall shows from the 13th and the 14th. Um, a lot of good-ass wrestling on both of these shows. I don't know which one, which show I liked more. Probably the second one, which is saying something considering, like, you know the 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 F- big SWA match the big white belt match on the first show but like I like the depth of the second show more um, uh, I'm trying to think How, so which matches did you see Rich
0: so I saw the first two I saw the Shuri and Azumi match and then I saw the Julia and the kid uh, match I was kind of in and out of that one so I probably need to like watch that again okay. like to get like a closer view on it but I, I saw enough okay but um, cheering Azumi, man, just right out the gate, like just just rolling around. Like I think, I think in the 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 great Azumi Starlight Kid, you know, uh, you know, the great war uh-huh. between them. I guess I think I'm gonna be riding with with the Team Azumi,
2: like you know it's very similar to when people talk about uh, LeBron or Kobe and I'm like I like both of them I like one more but I like both of them so I'm not going to be on one side or the other uh but yeah I I like Azumi more cuz I Azumi just a just a, a better athlete and more fluid and she does she does stuff that I think oh, that
1: no. she,
2: Yeah she and she also does stuff that is like and gets to spur- certain spots on the floor that is like that is stuff that that's kind of like outside the box type of thinking for her matches or whatever else, and like, I think that I think there are, uh, I think there are things that are important that Starlight Kid's better at than Azumi, like she's more, like, naturally charismatic in a traditional way for wrestling um, she's also a she's also just a, a, a better overall babyface, and I think her matches are more conventionally tight as far as, sto- from a narrative for storytelling, but, like just a flat out work like, nah, Azumi's got her um, but the thing is, like, Starlight Kid was so good in the end of last year, like from the Grand Prix to you know being in the Tag League with with, with Mayu. That is like, you know, that's the reason why she ended up getting nominated for the um, for, on our awards for you know Wrestler of the Year. Um, like, she was the eighth person. Like, she she had a come up. Like, she's you know being put in bigger spots. She's like succeeding. So I'm happy for both of them. And like, you know, this is what you want to see: elevation of the younger people like for the future and this is like the year where it's like it's really here now between these two like this was like the one where it's like we're gonna look back and be like remember when they first fought. finally got for real deal singles title matches like you know when they're you know white belt and red belt champions in years from now but like this is like we'll be, yeah. we'll be looking back on like this is the start of it like they both right. got that part
0: um it's funny it was like both of them like it's like they're sophomores in high school they both had to fight like college seniors or whatever
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, like as far as the um, the Bay match with Azumi is like a lot of sticking and moving at first, trying to keep um, uh, Shuri rolling. back foot. Right. And then like when, when Shuri, but when Shuri was get was, got a hold of her, she, she really let go. Um, but yeah, like uh, at the end of it, like it was, you know, Azumi Azumi they had none left, and like she just Shuri just. <laughs> Azumi's getting up basically like to a knee and then like Azumi just or sorry Shuri just reaches back and just buzzsaw kicks her fucking head off and it was unprotected shot it was yeah. just gross um yeah uh I end up giving that uh like I'm I somewhere between four and four and a quarter I, I I love the match um yeah I
0: think I would probably say four yeah
2: so um I'm trying to figure out where...
0: No, wrong call. Julia and then Starlight Kid Yeah, with we'll a white belt. Yeah, we'll get to Man. that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: this match started out was super... This, this match started out where, like, Starlight Kid let her know from the jump, like, we will we will strong style brawl in this bitch when we have to. She hits her with these... They start trading these big... Or actually, not trading, but, like, she started hitting with these big uh, elbows to the chest or whatever else, and Julia's, um... You know... Eating them and whatever else, but like these things are thudding off, whatever else. And she's starting to sell in a way that, like, she wasn't selling for right. someone like, um, Unagi like a week ago or, or whatever else. Um, so that,
0: you know, so she was also cocking back. Um, there was a night, I think, uh, a oh, big yeah, part, got, part of out. the match before actually the match started, like the stare down, and you can see, uh, how they shot it and Julia's just fucking towering over her and, like, built, like, a fucking god, like, just, like, standing over her, and I thought that was, like, a very important thing to pay attention to. Yeah.
2: Um, so, then, you know, at, you know, Surely, obviously, Julia gets the advantage. Um and then she starts hitting home so
0: spots she's like Cog Diesel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she ends up getting a whole spot like uh there's one big whole spot where they end up out on the floor and um Kid ends up getting her uh, getting control of the match, getting getting uh Julia on the apron and um in matches like at the end of last year, like Starlight like, Kid started getting people basically like um by the ropes, like in between the the middle and top rope, like uh, out inside facing out on towards the apron, and she would hit people with like these drop off DDTs, where she you know get you in the front face lock and basically drop to the apron and basically spike mm-hmm. you on the apron. Well, what she decided to do with with Julia was get you on the apron and then basically just drop, <laughs> drop you on the fucking your head on the floor. Um, so that that was that, so that was a you know a a, a big a big key spot. Um, there was also a, at one point I remember seeing that they were both on the top rope and, um, with Julia basically seated on the top rope, uh, facing into the ring. And, uh, Starlight Kid was about to like, well, like she was going to hit a, 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 um, you know, top rope run it. I think she actually did hit one in this match, but later on in the match, she actually did hit one of those, um, she had a Quebrada, like, you know, basically like, you know, wheelbarrow and then basically roll you down. And it, I, I thought it was cool or whatever else. There was a lot of stuff she threw, threw in there. She also got to a point where it got Julia vulnerable enough to her. Like she's going to hit her, her own, um, tiger suplex variation. But Julia got to the ropes and fought to the ropes and avoided it. But, um, yeah, Julia ended up hitting her with, uh, one of her glorious drivers and hit her with another one and ultimately finished her. Um, and why yeah. during the case of the match, match got heated enough to where like Julia started tearing it mask, um, at the mask. At Starlight Kid's mask, beautiful looking mask by the way. Like her gear was raw, so start tearing at the mask through the eye hole, whatever else. Starts thinking of like Desperado, um, Hiromu vibes. Um, and then after she wins, like she does, she continues beating up on Starlight Kid and like gets gets a pair of scissors. Um, some people in Donald Mano are like fending off, like people in stars out on the side, <laughs> And then, like, she starts cutting, you know, through that, that ripped eye socket, open it up more so you can actually see, like, you know, so, like Kids' forehead or whatever else. And then, like, she actually cuts, like, the, the, the chin strap part off and rips it off. And then, like, the, the ref is, you know, bells ringing. Ref, like, grabs a, a, a jacket and throws it over Starlight like, Kids' head and everything. And, um, you know, it, it got it got like she just went beyond the pedals. Like, oh, what, what is this? Like, what this, this is on call for? This is yeah. just a regular tournament match. This, this was this supposed to be an exhibition.
0: Yeah, Julia. Um, uh, there was a part that she had her in the uh, guillotine where she was uh hanging from the corner, and all yes. you could see is Julia's fucking arms, like just like, <laughs> like just, just fucking like contracting, like like God, like. This one built like a god, like um also Julia, honorary buck, tassels. <laughs> you know, you can team her right up, also. Yeah, so
2: um yeah, but like this match I like the Azumi match more, but I think, given the, how much hotter the crowd was, and given, um, some of the things they did in this match, uh, in the more, in the the longer length of time, like, most people are, I see a lot of people giving it four and a half. Um, I'm at four and a quarter on it flat. Um, but I can see why people gave it four and a half.
0: Like, you know, so, but. I'd have to rewatch it, but it felt more visceral than the other one. The other one was like your better, like, wrestling match, like, smoother, better spots, and like, Sure, he's so fucking cool and like Right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh,
2: also, I, this, let's backtrack. After uh, after <laughs> Shuri puts down Azumi, she says, um, you know, like I'm, I already can't wait to wrestle the wrestler that Azumi is going to become. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but in the meantime, in between time, like we're at we're you know, the Boudicca Hall show is upon us and I would like to, um, I would like to call, I would like to declare for my, my next challenger. So she calls mm. out Konami. Um, so as that happens, um, at my residence, uh, two fists go in the air like the Rocky, like, like, like Rocky on top of of, of the Philly City Hall. I'm fucking ecstatic. Um, so comes out and says, you know, we have our history, or whatever else, because, uh, in, in, you know, um, Shuri is a mentor figure for Konami, um, so, you know, she says, you know, I'm going to take the belt off you, the end, and, um, and that was a match, so I was happy like, to see that, like, they had one match before, it was uh, the first round, of the C- no, second round of Cinderella tournament, last year, um, when like five minutes, was excellent, because uh, it's like a mirror match, it's, Two submission strikers. Um, so, but to go to, but getting back to after the white belt match uh, with Julia. Julia, I forgot what she says, but she points out. But you can see, like Mayu is um, instead of getting in the ring to try to you know help. Um, sort of like kid, like she's arguing with the ref because obviously it's not time for her to shoot an angle or whatever else. Um, Tam is there, but Tam normally sits like. And she sits out, I don't want to say in the crowd, but like sits in a section, like by the crowd during like, um, during like main event matches or whatever else. So, um, Julie gets on the mic and points out, like, you know, I just took this mask and you know at Corkin Hall or not Hall, at Budokan Hall, like I'm gonna I'm gonna have your blonde hair or whatever else. Uh, and then you know did the sign off, you know, Donald Delmonico. That was the first night. Um,
0: Don Don't Mondo Goon Squad.
2: Yeah. So, oh, hold on. I'm trying to think—is there anything else I need to point out from this particular card?
0: Oh, um, yes. My trip into was Rin Kodakura on this show. Yes, yeah,
2: she was. She was okay. tagging with Mayu. That's actually what I was going to get to. A point I forgot. Um, yeah, she was. Um, she was tagging with uh with Mayu against um Tam and Unagi. Um. There was a bit bit of business after this match. Match is alright. Like it was it, it was good, but it, I wouldn't recommend it. Um so ultimately, they end up pin or uh, I think Ren either Ren or Mayu end up pinning um Unagi. Um so then after the match, um also pre match, Ren is there next to Mayu. Ren has the Mayu uh logo like hoodie on with Mayu's face on the front logo and on the back has like the the phoenix bird or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the match, you come to find out that like she's in Marvelous, um, or whatever else. But turns out the the person that inspired her to get into wrestling was Mayu, or whatever else. Why she ended up in Marvel instead of Stardom? Who knows? Don't know. Whatever else, but. The person that inspired her to to inspire her to wrestle was Mayu. So about um, to
0: turn on Mayu, real up, good.
2: Up on the ba- up on the balcony um, is Takumi and Shigusa Nagayo. Um, and after the match, um, you know, like they ran in Mayu hug and um, gets on the mic and says, "Mayu, can I?" Pl-? She's like, "Can I please go to Budokan Hall in the in the in the battle royal?" And and Maya was, like, uh, was like, this is almost like that's about my Prairie Chief. She's like, but she she ends up Maya ends up saying, um, well, I well I got a question. Looks up looks up at the balcony. and Is like, Chigusa, will you be in the will you will you be in the Stardom Rumble at at Budokan Hall? Obviously, you know Chigusa, you know maybe the most famous Japanese woman wrestler of all time. Crush one and a half of the Crush Girls from the eighties. Um, she's like, I know, and then, like, she's like, well, so then, like, they're doing hand signs or whatever else from the balcony, and then, like, she goes, like, hold on, I'll come down. She comes down, they buy time for her to come down, she walks in, she says, well, you know, I've been retired for a few years, but if it, if it does get Ren in, nah, I'll, I'll
0: take, I'll, I'll, I'll take a little check, she,
2: Right, like, if it does get Ren into the Battle Royal, and I, and it's her dream, then I'll, then I'll do it. Or whatever else. So, you get Ren in, and then you also get, um, uh, you also get, uh, Chagusa and the guy in, which is like very important to get a crush gal on a shit to draw. Like, any big show you do, you gotta go get either Linus Oscar or Chigusa to help that shit draw. That's been the case for like the last 30 years of professional wrestling in Yoshi, So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I remember, you know, she's used well, a you know, she also had she also used the person that ran Gaia before, you know, um, like the very end of like Joshi drawing big. So, um, trying to think what else. Oh, also on this card, it was, uh, it was, um, B versus Tall Saya. Very good match. I gave it four and a half. Not four and a half, my God. Three and a half. <laughs> so it's, oh, a big, it's a big fucking difference oh they had a classic no <laughs> relax <laughs> no uh, nah, they had a uh, they had a three half star match it was which was actually like good considering like started out rough like big or not sorry tall size she airballed a a, a a pump kick B was stationary she pumped. she also airballed a drop kick while uh, B was against the ropes but ultimately it ended up getting good she's her like she's doing She's her flying has improved um she's also doing more flying stuff but yeah uh ultimately ends up going to a 15 minute draw um, which is important for for um, Tallside because B historically has been the brakes off of her, um, like pinned her a million times. Like she used to do this like devastating like spinning DDT thing to her a million times where it's just like she sells it like she's fucking dead. I've seen her do a million times for, for for pinfall. So like she went 15 minutes with B. Um, B also after the after Budokan Hall like most likely is the number one contender for uh challenger for the red belt with Utami. She pinned her in a um not pinned her, but she threw her out um a couple of weeks ago in a elimination match. Um and she's been talking shit to Utami um in the meantime between then she's been buying her time. So uh mm-hmm. so basically had to, the two next cont- red belt challengers had to go to a draw here it makes sense for me. So uh that was all for the first show. Um the or the Saturday show. The Sunday show who boy. Um they had a match uh that was Giant Saya, Starlight Kid versus Azumi and May Hoshizuki. May Hoshizuki is basically the high speed uh uh mass not master, the high speed person in Marvelous. Um mm. she she was with Ren and Takumi when they wrestled Azumi, uh, Momo, and Utami back in like October, and uh, and she pinned Azumi to get a high speed belt match on one of the on the, I think it was the Osaka show, the Osaka big show um, that I I think I gave it four flat stars like. She, she's not as good as Azumi because she doesn't do as many crazy things as Azumi, but like, as far as like smoothness and being able to run in the ring and quickness, quick twitch and all that kind of stuff, she's, she's about equal. So, like, Uh yeah, so it's, it's Azumi versus another, uh, with another Azumi versus Starlight Kid in Big Side. This match was fantastic. Um, you know, starlight kid in there with may it was like you know it was like another version of seeing azumi versus starlight kid um it was great all types of flip stuff you you love the shit out of this match rich um hmm. yeah uh and i think i gave it three and three quarters um i'm looking at cage match right now it has a 7.4 on nine votes so average rating for that is yep three and three quarters yeah so anyway um i, I would say check that out it's only 11 minutes but, um, underneath that was Mayu versus Unagi as Unagi goes through, I, guess, I think this was her third match in her seven trial series. hmm Um, this match is like three flat or three and a quarter, and the whole match consists of Mayu just beating the ever-loving shit out of Sayaka, Dis- disrespect kicks left and right, um, just, <laughs> just basically gumming up anything she tries uh she's uh, Unagi's fighting from her knees half the match as Mayu's just kicking her in the face and in her ribs and on her back and you know, all types of stuff. Gives her a tombstone. Um just 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 destroyed her. Just destroyed her. Um But then uh the uh sorry, the some of this of this car was the four-way match. Um it was the two mem- the the Budokan white belt um, members or the two people in that match Tam and Julia and then the red belt um, for Budokan Utami and, and Saya and or Tossai and it was interesting what they did like it was a four a match but they basically treated like it was a tornado tag mm-hmm. except like not that people were teaming together it was that we were paired together it was like Tam and Julia were in the match, and they mostly only give a fuck with beating Tam and Julia up, and then Saya and Utami were in the match, and they were only really most concerned with beating up Tam, or sorry, beating up uh, uh, Una, Utami and uh, Tall Saya. Like, there were, obviously there were moments where they got in the ring, and they, you know, did a couple spots or whatever else, like, there's a moment where, because, you know, um, Tam, not Tam, uh, when Tommy and Big Side were a tag team, so they did some spots on Tam. But ultimately, like in me, it means like I'm I'm not concerned about y'all two. I'm not concerned about y'all two. I'm here to bust ahead head of my opponent at Buda Call. And It was excellent.
0: Show like, me my opponent. Yes. Uh,
2: so it was excellent. Like uh, I ended up giving the four flat stars. The Finish came on. Um, it basically broke into a four way, which it was. Where it was big move? Ne- next person gets in. Big move. Next person gets in. Big move. Um. Julie or Tam had Julia uh, dead to rights to pin Utami comes in and lays out Tam and then um, Sai Sy- that had got laid out on the floor comes in has a springboard herikarana for the win and pins Utami which she desperately needed that because as we talked about it on the show uh, on the last you know last week or two weeks ago it's like there's no reason to buy this. So you got to give her everything. So you got to give her, you <laughs> got, she has, she can't lose for two months. Like she can't, or she can't so lose. You, from, she can't lose from the start of this year. She can't, you know, uh, and she has to pin the champion. So that was Tommy's first, uh, like pinfall loss since she's won the belt.
0: So you saying they built her up uh, way better than they built the Miz up.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, gotcha. so, um, so that was the undercard. The main event of this card was the tag title match between um, B and Konami versus Hameka and Micah. Um, the storyline for that was that um, Hameka had a title shot with Natsupoy, and Natsupoy got pinned. She said, Fuck that, you ain't pinned me, run it back, and I'll pick a better DDM member. That's basically Yes, That's run no it later. back. Yeah, so uh, I, this is one of this is one of the better like uh um this is one of the better like tag matches for or tag title matches and start in the last like year or so, like ever since like the pandemic or whatever else. Like um the match is basically B starting out as B and Konami working over Mika's arm. Micah selling is this is the best I have ever seen Mika sell. Like she saw like she was legit hurt. They work over her left arm over and over and over just Konami's having a field day, B's having a field day, um, sets up a hot tag for, for Himeka, Himeka gets in, and, um, she runs wild for a while, she ends up doing the, her, uh, double rack spot, where she gets two people up in the, in the, in the corner, lifts them up, and double racks them, like she let mm-hmm. Luger, like she lets Luger, um, then, they keep, and then, like, eventually, like, uh, the heels end up getting the advantage again, and then, like, Hameka is working from underneath and she's in there forever. She can, just can't tag out. She's in there forever and ever and ever. And then she she basically starts up her starts up her own comeback. And then like she has the match one. She hits the, her JP coaster. It's basically like a um have you in the rack. It's basically like a rack. AA. It's basically except it doesn't come to the side, it comes over the front, and it's a sit-out deal. So she calls it a JP coaster. So she ends up hitting her move she goes for the pin. Kimai Oredo tie is around the ringside, but they haven't cheated at all. Like, they've gone, like, f- probably 15 minutes, no cheating at all. One, two, she's dead to rights. Three's about to come down. Man, Konami grabbed that fucking ref and yanked his ass out to the floor. Now, this is, like, the f- this is, like, the first time I ever liked that spot, ever. It was, because it was, like, it wasn't, like, they've cheat- they cheated a million times in this match, just rushing, throwing their asses out, and then something happens. It was, like, They've been sitting there, they've been chilling, they had, and then all of a sudden, like, the person that was actually in the match pulled, yanked the ref out. Get in the ring, start using weapons or whatever else. The rest of Don and Armando clear out the rest of the uh, Oedo tie. Get, ref gets back up. B and, um, Hemeka go back and forth. B, B hits her with big move after big move after big move. She kicks, like, out of two or three different things. Eventually, she escapes, uh, ends up hitting the JP coaster again against the win. She's in tears. She's so happy. That's the first time she ever won a belt and stardom. It's you know she's been around since June of uh of last year. Um her and Mike are the tag team champions. I don't know who the fuck finna beat them to because that they ain't number ruffians. Um but yeah <laughs> um so they win I I think gave the match uh four flat stars. Yeah I gave the match four flat stars. Um so they're super happy be in Konami walk off, no know Konami, knowing that Konami already has her match, her title match, at Budokan Hall. So I was happy for them. And then the record screeches, and Nasco picks up the mic and says, "Hey, I think I think the way that you handled this shit is all half ass." You lose, you get a new tag partner. That's bullshit. When I cheat and get intentionally disqualified, and we're about to lose, Saki doesn't throw me away because I cheated in and, 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 and put at loss to her record. The crowd claps like, Yeah, you are a good friend, Saki. You have stuck around this piece of shit. So she says, You know what, I I I want a title shot because you were asked you got you know you got title shots you deserve. I want a title shot at Budokan Hall. So, t- Micah in, um, in Himeka will defend the Goddess titles against Um... Saki and Nasco. Hopefully Nasco's not on that fuck shit on this on this card. Whatever else like, so whatever. Like that's the match. Um, whatever. Like I I wish it had been a, another team, but whatever. Um, that's the card. So. Do you want to go over do you want to go over the uh, the Budokan Hall card cuz all all eight matches are already up now or announced. when
0: when is it, when is it
2: It is on March 3rd a Wednesday
0: Man March 3rd something about that day huh
2: Hey they had their shit announced like back in New Year's <laughs> actually November I think or whatever so whatever Um Man. And also look they had the date originally never moved AW move the date, <laughs> uh, or actually, no, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Revolution, not not a uh, dynamite. My bad, but yeah. So, um, card order: the first match is the high speed match between Izumi and Nastapoi. That match is going to be a banger. Should um, be great. Yep. Number two match, um, I think it's I think they're calling the first two matches they're dark they're they're considered dark matches, but they're not calling them dark matches. They're calling them like. Prelude matches or prologue matches, like it's a, it's a pre- whatever, whatever, Rossi. They're, they're dark matches, so um, there will be they will be aired, you will see them, but they're, they're considered like the top six matches different from the bottom two.
0: Yeah, so, I think I want to watch this whole show.
2: Oh my god, this card this is gonna be a short, it's gonna be short year contender. Like, I don't think there's gonna be 10 shows better than this or even eight, um, but anyway, in the world this year, so unless we get clap crowds back and something changes, so. Number, the number two match is, uh, the, 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 tag match we were talking about, Himeka and Micah versus Natsu, Natsuko and, and Saki. Um, the third match is the Stardom Battle Royal. So it'll have a bunch of old heads from Stardom, some legends from Joshi jo- Legends or whatever else. It'll have, um, uh, it'll have some of the marvelous women. It'll have Shikusu Nagayan. It'll have Kyoko and Noe. One of the few women, uh, <laughs> observer hall of famers. We have Momo Nakanishi, who was, uh, one of the old heads that was in the No People Gate battle royal that you saw. Um, okay. It'll have B, Starlight Kid, uh, Lesaya. police gonna be in it? God, fuck. No, he's not in it. No, they, they, didn't, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't get the invite. Um, Ozaki try. Goon? No, no Ozaki Goon. Um, trying to think who else in there you
0: wouldn't know Masamoto. yes she I, is in I it. thought I yes, saw her Haroyo, listed
2: yes Horoyo is in there yes um which made me happy because um I wish she didn't I wish she uh was available to do more stardom but, but apparently she isn't like I think she, I, I would love to see her versus Tommy or Micah or Hameka, like any any of the host of it and shit I would love to see her in her doing it um so anyway uh that's the th- that's the, the quote unquote oh also Yuzuki Okawa is in there the biggest draw in stardom history um so, that is the first match in theory on this card. That's really the third match. Um, then from there you end up getting um, Esteban match Konami versus or Shuri versus Konami. That match gonna be great. Um, then you end up getting um, I think they're calling the matches aren't title matches like, but basically like Mayu and Momo's matches. They're calling them, like Stardom anniversary matches or whatever. So mm. um, after that you end up getting Momo versus Nanai. Um, that match is gonna be fantastic. that match going to be fucking fantastic. Uh, then, then
0: Yoshiko versus Momo.
2: I think I got the order wrong on the SWA match. Oh, not- I
0: thought it was Yoshiko versus Mayu.
2: It is Yoshiko versus Mayu. That is the third. That is uh, the the sixth match on the card.
0: Okay, I yeah. thought it was. Okay. And then it's Momo versus Nanai.
2: I think Momo versus Nai goes on before. It doesn't matter, or, whatever. whatever. I'm just laying out a card. Uh, you'll, the order will get. You'll see the order eventually. But um, I know the last. The, the uh, semi main event is going to be the red belt match. Um, Utami versus uh, Tall Saya, and that's <sighs> that's, a, that's a big ask. Like they're going to be having to follow like four, like stop four star matches um, in, in theory or whatever else. Especially you look at like you know my, like, especially following on money. like, that could be a four and a half star match easily. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Like I, they're not going to have a bad match. I'm not worried about that. Like I think they're gonna have like a three and a three quarter star match, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a tough ass. Um, and then the main event, Julia versus Tam hair versus hair for the white belt. um, Julia also, uh I just remembered while she talked when she was talking about like taking the Starlight like, Kids mask and she's also gonna take Tam's hair. She said like she wants to she plans on making this like one of the greatest matches in the history of Joshi Pro Wrestling. That's what she said. So um Tam about to be bald in this whole I don't think so. But whatever. Either way, um <laughs> The fact that she's main eventing is like, wow, that's crazy. Like I you know, if you just thought of it about it just off the top of your head, you would be like, okay, whatever Mayu's, Mayu does, and then like they took the butt off her and then like, nope, not her. Um like this is this has a lot of I'm not saying it's as bad, but like if, if Tam and Julia wanted two years down the line, they could tell, like, Utami and Sae if they want to take it to a vote.
0: <laughs> Damn.
2: Because, like, like, they, you know, um, a lot of people believe that, like, Kyrie is going to be the challenger for the red belt against Utami, naturally. And then, you know, uh-huh. WWE said no, so they are like, oh, and they looked around like, oh, you! <laughs> we'll put you in this, yeah. in this situation. But, and they would have made it with that, but once you get to a situation where it's like, alright, the hottest shit we've had for, like, the last year, or this, with this, per, that lose the weak challenger, is like, well, that's what you gotta do. Um, but yeah, either way, I mean, I, the card's can be loaded. car or card, card is loaded, like, just a bunch of, like, can't miss matches, all on, all on the card. Um,
0: yeah like if you guys have not been watching starting this is a perfect show to like jump in on yeah like it's gonna be lots of great stuff like uh like i can't stress that enough like just having followed it like not as hard as james has through like you know the last year or so but like I've seen like all these people like go up and down the card, and uh, I'm intrigued. Obviously, like there's a battle royal on there, so that's very easy to you know sink your teeth into. Um, they've got returning people in the promotion, which are invaders in there. They've got title matches, and they've got um, you know, just just regular people that are raw on the card. So, um, definitely like. Pay attention to this show.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like I saw, um, I watched their press conference and like pulled up off stardom, like the trans, like the Google translated version of some of the stuff, and like, um, I'm, I'm this is my this might be my most highly anticipated show of the year in wrestling. I don't know what could come along that made me like care that would be like, I can't wait for this shit in the same way. Like WrestleMania the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely. The fuck not. So, but, but yeah, like, um, yeah, like if, if, you know, if you've heard me rap, talk about this stuff for, uh, any amount of time and was curious about this stuff, like, as you say, like, this is a perfect point to jump off uh, and watch it. Like, I'm going to try and watch it live. I've never watched a Japanese, uh, show live before. I may watch this live, mm-hmm. Um, I am coming up with a way to watch it. <laughs> I am figuring it out, but um, either yeah. way, you,
0: you mean you mean you about to be located in Okinawa, Japan for the day, or quite,
2: quite possibly, quite possibly
0: in Tokyo, um, w- yeah. w- which city?
2: Yeah. Um, if I mean, if not, um, if that's not what y'all stees are like, you know, um, it they're going to uh, reimagine it's going to be uploaded eventually, like in the next uh, like a, a day or two after, like, and a lot of people are. You know, Western fans have put emphasis on like if you uh, if y'all are gonna do you know, if y'all are gonna, you know, get this shit out and you're playing this to make as much money as possible in the Western front, like you need to get this shit out, you know, and have a, a function for a live pay per view. Like people will pay pay per view for this here, not just in Japan, mm-hmm. like it's already gonna be a pay per view in Japan. But but Western wise or whatever else, like like you have the card for this, like
0: this is your biggest show of all time. Like you have there was the card. One th- there was once an artist uh, named Young Fella. He once said, "I pay for it." Like, oh and that's my like god. that's kind of like the similar thinking here. That is, uh, well, you too, Tampa. That is, still. yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, just type it in on YouTube. You'll oh see. Oh my god! Wow. I put out a late call for some questions. Uh, probably like at 6:30. We got a couple responses. Okay. So Um. Muzza, he has two questions. He says, is every world champion better than The Miz? Ooh, every world champion? Yeah, he gave me how, a list. How low are so, we going on this? So we've got Kenny Omega, right. Kota Ibushi, yep. Roman Reigns, yep. Rich, Rich Swan, yep. Keiji Muto, Suama, Rouge, Nick Aldis, Jacob Fatu. That's what he gave me. Utami. And Tommy
2: yeah bell to bell look, abs-
0: look Kenny Omega again uh Triple <laughs> <Chivalry> A World <laughs> <Channel>. <laughs> oh
2: man yeah I mean yeah bell to bell absolutely um all the people are better. Like, I mean I, I I didn't watch the the um Apparently I didn't, I didn't watch. I didn't, I didn't watch the mood match, so I don't know how good he still is. Because remember, yeah. remember last time I saw him, he could barely move. But you know, he had some surgery done or whatever else. So like, he I, I heard he moves. He's back to being like sudden wow. uh, one, Muto again.
0: W- one thing um, that I might find myself wanting to get into is Noah. I keep just hearing like great things about it. Like the I hear the work rate is like, you know, yeah. What, what we feel like New Japan is you know has has been hit or miss on lately like been cleaned all that up from what I'm hearing
2: well you gotta keep, I, you look at um
0: Voice of Wrestling a lot of veterans
2: you know you look at Voices of Wrestling where they ended up finishing I think I think after you know after New Japan AEW stardom in WWE I think they finished right after that right
0: yeah I think so yeah so I mean they, that means they obviously have the matches um. So he also said, with Daft Punk splitting up, who will be the Michael's and Gennettie of the duo? Oh my God!
2: Are they Are they gonna make music separately? I have no idea. No idea. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Um, I like Daft Punk. Um, I like obviously I like Random Access Memories. Um, I like the actual Daft Punk album. I, I mean I haven't listened to them much, but like stuff I have listened to, I have liked. Um, but I'm not a hardcore fan like a lot of people are, people are like, you know, people treat them like they are like foundational like, well they are, but like like, it's almost like they're the, you know Jay-Z type level, you know, person for EDM, and they they are to the extent but it's like people talk about them like they're gods and you know I've never gotten to EDM that hard to where I'm like I I feel the next sort of way that they do but I respect how how they feel about it
0: Uh, JML says what's up with Bobby Lashley being booked so strong I've noticed that ever since he lost clean to Finn at WrestleMania he's been Teflon well they did book Bobby Lashley versus the Miz for next week for the title on Raw oh my god um I'll say this Bobby Lashley fits a very particular archetype that Vince McMahon has historically liked. A big, muscly black guy that's tall. This goes all the way back to Ahmed Johnson, Tony Atlas, um, Lashley. I would say Big E, but Big e's short. Right. Uh, that's why he's never quite got that love like that from him. But, um, I think, I think he just likes Bobby. You know, he he likes Fed he's a marine. Um they like <laughs> there may be a political connection there.
2: <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> um pull
2: up the Trump coats on him uh today?
0: Yes, they did. They did. Yep. They did. yep. yep um I um uh, and and Lashley I I like Bobby Lashley as a wrestler too, so um I I, I-
2: I like the fact that he always tries hard. I never feel like I, like, I've never felt like he's ever loafed while I've watched him. That I just think the thing is like, he's ultimately, he's at his best from what I've seen wrestling dudes that are big. And in this era, he has to wrestle a lot of smaller dudes. So he has to play monster in a way that's like, as opposed to like, it's a hoss battle. It's, it's, you know, big man, small man. And you know, obviously you feel like that's a natural, easy storytelling device, but not, doesn't mean the SR area is going to be really good at it, and like mm-hmm. the stuff that he's been good at that I've seen in WWE is like him versus Braun Strowman, the Last Man Standing match, him versus McIntyre. Like, you, he, he's good against guys that are his size, um, yeah. from what I've seen, or better with guys his size. But I, <laughs> but you know, it's a thing where like he doesn't. My skills are never ever shown, or rarely ever shown. They, they like I, hide I him. I know pers- him. Right, they hide him in that perspective. They had him do some goofy shit, like everybody has to do some goofy shit. And, like, match-wise, he's not, like, some work-rate god. so it's, like, I, I respect his work or whatever else, but, like, I, I'm i not... And I appreciate some of it, but, like, I don't love the whole package or whatever else.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if there's a way for...
2: I do like the fact that they pushed the shit out of him and protected the shit out of him, though. Yeah, like, that... They need, that's something they absolutely need in WWE, is, like, I, like what they did with McIntyre and what they did with Lashley on TV, could, for all the shit we give them, rightfully so they got those two things right. Protect motherfuckers and then eventually letting them fight on the biggest show of the year or something like Approaching yeah. that.
0: If it ends up Lashley versus McIntyre, like I'll be into it. Like that's yeah,
2: same here, especially because they gave us that little taste, um, after WrestleMania last year and they had a, they had their way to get out of it. And they, and remember we were clamoring for them to do it. Like, we're going to get back or at least me. I was like, we're going to get back to this. That shit was raw. We're going to get back to this. And like, now I was like, okay, okay, I'm with it. If, they, if that's what they do, I'm with it. Like, the Sheamus thing, I, I you know, I don't, I, you know, Sheamus and McIntyre, I like what they did in the cell, but, like, I, I don't think I like that more than that match that Lashley and um, McIntyre had uh, in 2020.
0: Yeah. Um, and the last question comes from MJ Does PR. He says, please discuss the commentary fart during Kong versus Rio. Has that ever happened to you when you've recorded I did not notice any fart because uh, I was watching on my phone. Um, so I I must have missed this. I didn't have headphones in.
2: Yeah, I thought it was Taz doing a comical verbal fart. I, don't th- I didn't think he actually ripped ass for real. Maybe he yeah. did, but like I, because because it, it dropped in like a perfect time for like like it was almost like you know like uh, like oh that shit sucked and it made a noise like that. That's what it seemed <laughs>
0: like got gotcha. you. But yeah, maybe, man,
2: maybe I mis- maybe I mistook that, but either way, it's like, I, I never thought I'd be asked about comment, oh, commentary farts during wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd get to ask that question. Wow.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure I've let it out before on air, but y'all will never hear it. Yeah. Wow.
2: Uh, oh yeah, by the way, um, on commentary for the, um, the stardom sh- for the Budokan Hall shows, uh, Kira is doing commentary, on, uh, for the pay-per-view too. So like, Nice. Like they they um, like not the like Like the only motherfucker missing is like Manami Toyota. <laughs> like so as far as that, is something involved with this. That's about and it. Kong.
0: I I didn't see. Audrey oh, Kong Kong's not gonna
2: be Kong and Rossi got beef yeah. over the over oh, uh, when when they both left All Japan Women's to start RCN and then like there was up you know like they lost or up, Aja Khan lost control, and Rossi still had control. And shortly after that, Rossi left. So it was like they've had, like they've had bad blood for years. Like Rossi and like she was Nagawa had bad blood for a while, but like you see her in Marvelous now, and Takumi and Rin and May. But like that, you know, that's kind of been over. Like the the, the old country people that will that seemingly will never be settled is Aja Kong and, and Rossi. Yeah, like hell, even even Anaya and Yoshigo came back. <laughs>
0: Man, <laughs> they're gonna have to figure it out. You know, we're we gonna have to get, uh, calling back in this bitch, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, is there anything else? Man, um, trying to think. Um, real funny thing I always say on Twitter after every WWE pay per view, Kenny Omega seems to come up. What WWE happens, fans, that? um, I think they started sending out the WWE stands started sending out the Miz greater than Kenny Omega. Um, uh. things like, so I just, I'm just going to say this for y'all. Stop letting Kenny Omega hurt y'all. I promise he didn't come to WWE. It's okay, man. I know he turns y'all down three times. I know I'd want him to on the roster but you just have to live with it so that's all
2: yeah All um (laughs) (laughs) that's weird
0: after every WWE pay-per-view either this man's mentions are getting assaulted or people trying to go viral for clout
2: speaking of of weird WWE thing the stuff that me and you got into with two different people on Twitter was like oh
0: and they're running with it too like WWE official accounts were putting this shit out too uh,
2: Okay. So for those that don't really remember, um, back with right after WrestleMania when Lashley they were setting up the Lashley and McIntyre stuff after WrestleMania thirty six, um, where you know, you had um McIntyre laying on M V P left and right when MVP was trying to like at I guess he was trying to become his manager and McIntyre like, No thanks, hold this headbutt. So MVP so MVP said to McIntyre is like I knew when you once you got that match on the Rumble that I knew you were going to be Brock Lesnar. I knew what you had a hook, and I knew that once like you couldn't or um, you want no parts, or nothing to do with me. I said that I was going to make sure that I was going to be responsible for you losing that belt. So then you fla- flash forward to last night. And you look at the the cahoots that Miz and Lashley were in, and people play back that video and were like, "Look at the long form storytelling that they told like ten months ago to get to this point, and they actually pulled it off." The problem is, Randy Orton won the fucking belt at Hell in a Cell, and Lashley and MVP and the rest of her friends have a goddamn motherfucking thing to do with it. This is cap, yeah. This is not absolute cow. This is not some uh, and and McIntyre won it back. Like this is not some uh, like maybe that maybe originally that was the plan was to do this, but once you pull the trigger on the Orton title change, you fucked it and you shouldn't have done that. That's on yep. y'all and uh, not, not on y'all. That's and that on, happened. That's on them. It happened.
0: We got the picture. Y'all don't have to lie about it.
2: Look in. Look, Randy Orton hold the WWE title in 4K. So. <laughs> like, yes. and y'all don't to do have it. to lie about this I so, promise
0: you do not have to do this for clout
2: people, so people have, are pretending this shit didn't happen and have turned to, like completely just like denying reality to say that this thing is, is something larger than it actually is when reality is like look man you don't need that all you have to do is point to like look they did have beefy screwed them. that's cool or whatever else I did like this is the next chapter but to say that this is some overarching thing is like and the way that they're doing it and portraying it is a lie, and there's no need for that. Like WWE does do long form storytelling at times, I, they get they don't get as much enough, enough as much credit as they given the amount of hell they get. They they probably should, but it is what it is, and that's unfortunate. But this one ain't it. I don't know why y'all trying to make this one one when it's not. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, like. like- you don't have to lie, I promise yeah. you. Like yeah. like there's never a reason to lie. Weird. It's weird. Like you like you could like just work hard and start like connecting stuff like you can connect um Roman Reigns and Edge having a stare down in the twenty twenty Royal Rumble. If you want to say something like that, oh, I knew these guys would one day, you know, get to it and you know, maybe the case, maybe not, but like it's a whole hell of a lot it, better than yeah, hey, there's visual proof that and like y'all know damn well like that he lost the championship right? right. in the hell in a cell stop
2: <laughs> and it's like what What does this gain you not that it's like y'all are trying to do some uh, y'all are trying to be like look you know either I peep this or look at how I hit look at WWE and all that band It's like bro like I'm not a person necessarily I I, I like to think that I'm trying to be fair to WWE even though they're never fair, they're really fair to me but it's like no nah, man, this ain't it. Like there've been cases where they have you know tied stuff down together narratively, long form story. Like the redemption of, Rome, of Seth Rollins, the babyface character in two thousand seventeen, is long form storytelling. This one ain't it. It's not. That's and it's fine. It's not like it's not like they did something. Well, it's not like. Aside from making the Miz the champion, like as far as Bobby Lashley insertion into doing a few with him in the, in the, uh, again, like that's not that's n- nobody should be talking down on that. Like they protected the two dudes for a year and they're gonna clash. Congrats! But as far as saying like
0: this was MVP's this was
2: this was, the, this was MVP's Machiavellian scheme for the past year was like okay Miz has been the won the Money in the Bank on the same night at, that Orton won the belt. Why didn't you push a button then? Why didn't like you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, it's not it, man. That's that that's not y'all y'all are making shit connect that don't actually connect. Like some people's beards. Yeah. Not yep. your beard, but like some of y'all some of y'all got weak beers. But anyway,
0: um I think it's what right. beard? I'm fresh face right now. Right. Where's my stash? That exactly. Like that man looks like a young Latino. Anyway.
1: <laughs>
2: Anyway, that's it, this this that's it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the show. They should have The Should have Fuck
0: that in 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 the show. Fuck that. They they know where it's at.
2: Later. It.